0: Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, January 17th, 2022. Massive show today. A lot happened yesterday, including... An epic loss by a half a yard. We talk about that. The same game parlay, holiday as a whole, super wild card weekend, and look on to tonight's big matchup between the Cardinals and the Rams. Darius Butler stops by per his usual Monday conversation. Kay Adams of Good Morning Football fame is here. AJ Hawk, all the boys can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your Monday here. If you enjoy this, show by the end of it please be a friend tell a friend if not just act like it never happened here we go this overreaction monday january 17th 2022 happy martin luther king jr day and now we go yeah! Uh, shout shot to Martin Luther King Jr. I think uh, at some point today, go ahead and look around, see somebody that might not be the exact same as you, have a conversation and understand that they have a story, they have a life, and they could potentially be an asset to your life as well. And hopefully that is what this show will be able to provide for you for the next three hours as we chit-chat the weekend that was. Yes. This same game parlay holiday. The weekend that was super wild card weekend. Now, the boys are here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, at the Toxic Table, representing the pod. Thought. Thought your parlay was going to get the same game parlay holiday off on a really hot start there. One of the Raiders traveled to Cincinnati to take on the hot Moxie having son of a bitch Joey Burrow in the Bengals squad. Mm. Now listen, this Bates dude in the back end deserves more conversation. What a fucking ball hawk beast! Uh, but whenever you look back on the weekend while you were representing the pod, putting your parlay together for that game, what stuck out to you the most? And uh, how come we didn't win there early?
1: Well, I mean, I. Th- I think, you know, we want to take credit, or not credit, but responsibility yeah, for, you, you know, not getting the ball rolling in for all the <laughs> <There> other parlay's <laughs> not hitting. I think that was on us, but look. No Renfro score, no Jamar Chase score, no Mixon score, no Waller score. It was all a bunch of guys that, you know, you didn't really expect to be showing up and playing ball.
0: Uzama getting back into the paint. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's good news. Ty, I feel like you guys had a pretty good read on how that game was going to go. And although the Bengals do get a win, it wasn't how we expected it to happen. Joey Burrow puts his sunglasses on after that game. Is anybody stopping the Bengals right now? They got the Titans this upcoming weekend (laughs) in beautiful Nashville. But goddamn, they look very calm, cool, and collected I I listened to the interview after the game with Joey B because I forgot I've got to change channels to go to the next game that's right Ah. so they don't tell you that by the way because they kind of trap you in their little post game bullshit right
2: into 60 minutes Oh, here we
0: go boom boom bang we got you so I actually heard the interview that Joey Burrow did on the field with the pads on and he said "Uh, this isn't a big deal we just got to move on and win the next game or whatever I'm like that's what I love to hear Yeah. 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 because in a locker room they're acting very different Mm -hmm. okay and maybe out and about in the clubs Cincinnati hey Hey, I, hey, Ooh. Hey, I, maybe from a socially distant standpoint, they were having a good time celebrating the first playoff victory in Natty in 31 years. The first team to win a playoff game without an indoor practice facility in 31 years. Woo. Cincinnati had to celebrate and be excited. Their fan base showed up early and very, very drunk. I feel like we could have hit that same game parlay, but in the end, what we took away from it was good for Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and I think that was kind of like the shining light of the whole thing. It's like, well, at least this game didn't also fucking stick because the Bengals are very fun to watch. Like that—that's a team that for the next couple years here, I think they should be a little bit concerned. I saw Zach Taylor was out at a bar giving the city of Cincinnati a game ball. People popping in, taking selfies. If he gets COVID, and exactly. I'm not, I don't
3: want to, I don't want to.
2: I don't want to rain on the parade just yet. But, yeah, that, that Bengals team is very fun to watch. And I think, it, I mean, you know, Joe Burrow, obviously a dude, and you're thinking, like, hey, this team could win the AFC, go to the Super Bowl, and then, you know, you watch the Josh Allen. It's like, oh, well, this Jesus. guy's really good, too.
0: So that's the interesting thing. And we will move on to the next games. I just wanted to say, Pod, thanks for your effort. Put your mind it. We tried. Although we tried. your parlay did not hit, you were not alone in that department. And let's, before we get to the 69,261 bettors mm. that bet, alongside myself, Evan Fox, A.J. Hawk, and the incredibly talented Dirty at Drawn to the Game. Before we get to that, we got to talk about a couple things. Raiders coach Basaccia, how's your family? Hey, Hey, Richie. Hey, Richie, how's your family? I ain't doing Richie. Hey, Richie was spotted in his uh, hotel in Cincinnati with some glasses on that had the connections on the back there just in case they fall off. Can't can't move down the nose. Why? Because I'm focused. Why are you focused? Because I'm handwriting a letter. To every guy on this team saying, Hey, thanks for being part thanks of for the your family. Service, huh? Hey, like how's your family? You yeah? Football yeah. Ritual, huh? yeah, first down you're not so good, huh? Second down <laughs> you really turned it around. <laughs> huh? How's your family, huh? How's you doing? I tried to write a uh, handwritten uh, notes to all the guys that were in our fourth down army the year that I uh, made the Pro Bowl and I think we gave up zero yards returning when I was kicking off and punting for like the first 13 weeks of the season. We had a bunch of fakes that that year. There was a lot of stuff. We were a tight unit. So at the end of the season, whenever I made Pro Bowl, I wanted to write them all and say thanks. Thanks. I got four players in, and I'm like, God damn! Hey, <laughs>
3: in twelve. Ooh, hey, oh yeah. my God, we
0: got it. This is a lot of writing. I don't know how Richie Basacchi was able to do it, but I think that is what all the Raiders players were saying whenever they said they love this fucking man. Yeah. they love Richie Basacchi. They showed up for Richie Basacchi throughout the entire season. They make the playoffs. Over the Colts with Richard Masaccia and everything else they had to deal with. Derek Carr came out and said his future uh, would be dependent upon who they hire as a head coach. Is that Derek Carr telling the guy who has to battle against the IRS behind the scenes right now and the other owners, Mark Davis, like, hey, hire this guy. I'll be back. It feels like they love each other. It feels like they're growing over there. But with Mark Davis, we don't have a fucking clue what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely not getting hired. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen. And a lot of people immediately think, well, if you hire this guy who's the interim coach, you're going to stink. Because there is a lot of stats and... Stat that. that? that? There's a lot of narratives. Stat that. That? that? There's a lot of instances. Stat that. That? that? Where you hire the interim coach and then it doesn't work out for one reason or the other. But maybe Richard Basaccia has just been sitting, you know, with the guy Mm. The Mattarella. With the bopping poopity. booping and booping and bopping and bopping, how's the fazzolini, <laughs> fazzolini? <finally? laughs> hey, me hey, the, no. <laughs> with the, side of the uh-huh.
1: That's way too. Hey, much.
0: football, Richard you out know there calling me? What well, if he's just been waiting? What, dude?
1: <laughs> that
4: was unnecessary. What oh, are you right. talking about? The, the first Andrew two were fine, dude. What are you talking about? Are you fucking great? The mozzarella, uh, it's all good. What are you talking about? You Dude. start making noises with no words behind them. <laughs> that's when we draw the line. Come Guess.
0: on. Listen, I've been in a lot of, now, after 23 Me, I've been at a lot of our dinners. Uh-huh. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I heard. I thought I was saying something. I thought only, I thought you, you, Nick, you, Dejulio. Yeah. I thought maybe you, me, us. We were gonna have a conversation there without all these guys. Yeah, That's I was Italian. actually trying to be more. I thought Richard Basacci and I were kind of speaking to each other there. I thought he heard what I was saying. Are yeah. you, know you, know
4: you know eating I mean? dinner with toddlers? Huh? What? What? You're making baby noises. No.
0: What? No. No. Speaking Italian. Hey. Shut up. So <laughs> hold on. Let me. <laughs> A hey, passed the gravy, huh? Hey, there you go. Okay, okay. okay. good start. That's
3: all
0: all good. right. <laughs> hey, the star.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: you probably seen me do that at an actual <laughs> dinner. I mean, what are we even talking about here? There's a lot more noise going on with actual words. Well, I'm a, I'm not a great actor. I was trying to just put myself back into the seat at that table. Mm-hmm. Raymond is at the head of it. Yeah. <laughs> what, of course. <laughs> Anyways, what if Richard Bassachu was just sitting back up, uh, bu- 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 you know? Yeah, pondering, pondering. Okay. And I think the pinky ring would help you write that those notes because it kind of just locks in. You know, yeah, You just kind of sit that, that thing down.
4: Prevents smearing too.
0: What if he's a great head coach? in the narrative that the interim head coach who just took a team that was in complete disarray to the playoffs somehow can't be a good coach because in the past it hasn't happened. That'd be sad. I hope, I hope Richard Basaccia gets to have plenty of, you know, over there in Los Uh Angeles. Stop shaking your head. Everything okay? He's a great representative. Who, Richard Basaccia? He is.
4: What you're doing, though. Yeah, he's not bebopping all over the place. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. It came out of your mouth, i Whoa. be bopping. Man. Anyways, the Raiders could look very different next Good. year. Congrats to them on making the playoffs.
3: The Raiders. They
0: literally, if they end up with Passaccia, mm-hmm. you know, as their head coach for the next 10 years and they're successful, they found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, How right? about it?
1: Thank you, Rihanna. Banger.
0: You know what I mean? Shout out to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And shout out to the Raiders. Literally, they probably thought, oh, shit, this team is about to get blown up. And Derek Carr, Passaccia, you know, Will Compton.
1: Yeah. Of course. Playoff, will it? Play- <laughs> Have you seen
0: his social media? The boy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. The his, reenactment? Oh, the AB.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we
4: immediately bet against the Raiders when Playoff Willie wasn't on a roster.
0: Well, something to think about because there's another game that happened, and we'll at Tone Diggs, diehard Steelers fan. Last night, we saw Jackson Mahomes at the game. Mm. Yeah. We saw uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife.
1: Brittany. Misses. Uh.
0: Mahomes at the game Mm -hmm. as well. And it was hard not to immediately see that the Steelers were plus 10 and a half at a time and live bet the shit out of the Steelers because if Jackson's, you know, doing his whole thing and they're kissing and dapping with Patrick and he's distracted and everything like that's going (laughs) on, it has normally been a tell that they're going to not play well. Well, that got...
2: Yeah, put to bed. Well, Completely. Well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well. The Chiefs is the Chiefs. The Chiefs were the Chiefs. The Chiefs look really fucking good. They're so good. Big guys are scoring touchdowns that we don't know. Uh, shout out to... Alloclady. Hey. 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 With the spaghetti. Alloclady. <laughs> he was ready. Mm-hmm. He's alloclady. Hey. 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 With spaghetti. Hey. He's alloclady. Oh, hey. hey. With a titty. It's alloclady. Hey. Alloclady. Hey. Hey.
4: I like that. That was good.
0: Yeah, pretty good for the bop of the boob. <laughs> uh, 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 come on. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking slaughtered the Steelers last night. Yeah. I mean, early, I guess TJ Watt makes a play. Watt scores a touchdown. We actually said, hey, the, how do the Steelers win this game? Well, TJ is going to have to get a couple strip sacks early, score a touchdown or something like that. He didn't get a strip sack, but a fumble happened. He gets the ball. He slides in the end zone. Holy shit, are the Steelers going to do this. They got Mike Tomlin. They got Ben Roethlisberger's scheme, and he's been there, done that. He is drawing up plays in the middle of the game. He is the only quarterback that will go over to two wide receivers over here uh, and also look Confused. Oh, I figured out. Yeah, you two do this. Then he goes into a huddle with the other eight guys, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then he calls a play. He's just old-school football player. Okay, maybe they got Ben. They got Tomlin. They got T.J. Watt. They got Minka still flying around. Joe Hayden's there. Okay, maybe the Steelers are able to do it, and then all of a sudden you see uh, fucking full dance routines in the backfield. Then you see Travis Kelsey throwing goddamn touchdowns, and all of a sudden it's, oh, buzzsaw city. Here we go. Keep it moving. The Chiefs is the Chiefs. But as a Steelers fan... Ben's last game. Congrats, Ben. Thank right, you, Ben. Boy, thank, thank you, Seven. Hey, thank you, Ben. Thank Love you, Seven. Threw a touchdown down there to his left, and I actually saw him in his head go, that was the last touchdown I'm ever going to throw. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment to kind of watch that. At Tone Diggs, your thoughts on the bubba for the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward, and how's the gobble goal, you know?
4: <laughs> I wasn't going to do this, but I have to now. First and foremost, last night was a Colts' fault. Okay. Mm. Go on. Steelers should never been in that position. Okay. That was the Colts' fault last night. And Valid. you know what? Valid effort on the boys last night to be in a tie game with five minutes left in the second quarter. No one thought that was going to happen. Once again, they covered 14 by half. Once again, the Chiefs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: wow. It might have been a tie ball game, yeah, but it was. I mean, the Chiefs just whoop, whoop, whoop. How you doing? Just everything we talked about the Chiefs for the last like three years. And we'd lose so much money because they would never cover. They would never do it. It would always be this grand vision of what the Chiefs are that we would have to bet upon. Because when you're trying to predict a game, you think to yourself, well, the Chiefs could just fucking turn this thing on, too, if they really wanted to. And then week in, week out, we'd end up here on overreaction Monday. We go, Chiefs fucking took our money again. They won, but they didn't really do what they had to do. Patrick Mahomes is still top five. Quarterback in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they still have absolute superstars, but all year is being chatted about, these guys ain't performing to their potential. And that's because the illusion of what the Chiefs are is different than what actually happens week in and week out. Week in and week out, they make big plays and big moments when other teams don't do it. So that's why they can continue to win and continue to move on. But they never really do those big plays and big moments all four quarters. It just like comes in spurts. It really got turned on last Yeah, I mean, it really got turned on. And I don't know who they got next, but it feels like a fire hose has been opened up. Who do they have? Because it's Bengals, Titans. Buffalo. So it's Bills and Chiefs. Yeah. Bills are going to
4: blow them out. Hey. well, All
0: right, let's get to that game then. Uh, The Bills are fucking wagging. Josh Allen is an absolute caboose of a man. Mm -hmm. He's impossible to stop. He is everything that you would hope that Carson Wentz could become. Yeah. Sure. And if you go back two years, two years, Josh Allen stunk. He was good. Stunk. Carson Wentz still had the follow. Carson Wentz, MVP player. How you doing? Keep it moving. Both massive dudes. Both move and extend plays. Both throw footballs, I guess, to people. Mm-hmm. Vastly different styles, though. This dude is the prototype, right?
3: Oh, yeah. This oh, is the prototype. Uh-huh. This, is what,
0: this is what people are trying to uh, find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big. Seems to be incredibly high football IQ. Yeah, wired different. Very athletic, very competitive, and doesn't give a damn about it being freezing cold because he's from. And well, I'm sorry, he's not from, but he went to school out in the middle of fucking really cold nowhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Him flying around, dude. Moving full powers, pulling guards, pulling the center. Hey, I'm gonna be right behind you guys. Let's see if anybody wants to tackle me in negative ten degrees. I'm two hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds. It is. Awesome to watch them. So I guess Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will be an amazing game. Yeah. But how do you stop Josh Allen, I think, is a question that we have to kind of look at going forward. Because the Bills just buzzsawed the Patriots. Yeah. I mean. More so. Just absolutely said, yins are power now. Yeah. Hey, Patriots. Wow. Yins are Adidas. Wow. Hey, Patriots. Say hello to the man in the mirror. Phil Mickelson. That is what the Bills said to the New England Patriots in that game.
3: They said, you are now
0: no longer a piss. You are now number two of shit. This is what you are in the AFC East. And that is what the Bills said. That's what Bills Mafia said. Who showed up, by the way. The Canadians couldn't get in because of all the rules and the rule changes and the protocol and the testing and everything like that. But Bills Mafia was through tables at about 9 a.m. Getting ready for that. What a show, what a performance, what a team. Bildos made their way onto the mm-hmm. field. I, I don't know if there was numerous or maybe just one dong out there, but I'm happy nobody got their hands or mouths on that thing Dingle. that was involved with the NFL, because I've heard these sons of bitches not only carry Omicron, but they, they do carry Delta. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, so the, the Delta Crown dong... <laughs> That was tossed onto that field could have taken out the entire playoffs. But I did see one ref, he seemed to make a right decision this weekend. Fucking an anomaly. Only one. Kicking the dong as opposed yeah. to grabbing the dong. Right. Mm. Which is very smart because I don't know if COVID can go through your shoe. Uh. But if you put that thing in your hands, that thing might bite through, fight through the gloves, and your mouth's uh shield. So, oh, right. I don't know how the Delta Cron dong buildo got removed from the field, but I'm happy no players got. Got COVID because of it. Bill's Mafia showed up though. The Bills showed up. The defense is unbelievable. That pick that Micah made yeah, it was, damn good. was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't if it wasn't Bill Belichick, you know, this conversation about what happened to the Patriots there would certainly be louder. Oh yeah. But we said this going into the week. I think I actually said it was my entire take. This is gonna be a part of a documentary someday. Well, we had to lose that game. We had to experience it. We had to build, or whatever the case. As a diehard Patriot fan, that was hard to watch, I assume. You expected it, or as it got worse and worse and worse, and they were just (laughs) fucking on top of you. You just kind of had to sit there and take it. Yeah,
1: that was the by far the worst game I've ever seen the Patriots play, especially under Bill Belichick. I mean, they said that that was, or they didn't say it was the first perfect game in the Super Bowl era. No punts, no field goals. They only scored touchdowns. They were 6-7 on third down, only had six real third downs. The seventh was the kneel down. So, I mean, it was pathetic. It was embarrassing. The Bills are very good. But Powerade, Gatorade, let's see if they can, you know, win a Super Bowl first, go to the, you know, conference finals. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, no, no. Obviously, we're not AFC saying, East. hold on, no, hold on. We're
0: not saying, like, you're comparing the Bills now to what the Patriots were. No. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, in that AFC In East, the division. Yeah, in the division, It sure feels sure it like... It sure feels like it's it's a dawning of a new
1: era. Yeah, in the division it definitely is. But I mean, are we gonna celebrate division championships? I mean, that's oh. <laughs> who gives a well, shit. Oh, like, yeah. you gotta go win the goddamn Super Bowl or it doesn't really matter what happened. But no, it was embarrassing. Uh you like to see Mac Jones be the only guy who got off the bus for New England. So I mean that first drive was good, but then when Micah Hyde made that pick, it was like Game over. Uh oh. There's a couple of plays while we're watching this. So there's a couple of plays that are gonna happen and you're gonna decide
0: and see who's gonna win the game. Mm-hmm. When he goes up and steals a home run there. Oh
1: yeah. There's a touchdown. Yeah.
0: Pretty good ball by Mac. Pretty ball. Not bad. Yeah. Pretty good ball by Mac. He actually. played well what a catch though yeah what a catch by micah the defense who had zero pro bowlers because they stink in buffalo but they were the number one defense in- i did not go to the game by the way what? thank you jordan Porter, for the offer okay Good sure but i said somebody else deserves those seats yeah, yeah for sure yeah fitz I magic I ended
2: up going i think bingo
0: <laughs> fitz magic being <laughs> there is awesome i love that he's retired then this is him announcing his oh, retirement it's gotta so. be yeah hey, i've seen people at 45 different organizations now at this point do stuff that is cool i kind of would like to do that a little bit with my life. And if you hear any of the anonymous alleged stories about Fitz Magic, he likes to live. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He goes go down fast, fast yeah. like. That's right? Yeah. So park. going shirtless in negative 10 degrees or whatever uh, is certainly something that old Fitz Magic would do. Uh, but I love that atmosphere. Yeah. I love the environment. I love what they did. I love Wildcard Weekend. Let's move to another game. Niners. Cowboys Ooh. here we go. And I feel like we were potentially I don't know. I talked to Gumpy, I think, over the weekend, and I talked to Connor, and I didn't know if it was because we live in our own little silo here, you know, our own little world sure. with our blinders on like a horse race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the horses in a horse race have blinders. You know why? Right. Can't get distracted by looking at anything but the road has you. That's mm-hmm. right. Keep your blinders on. We have our blinders on here. Sure. So I didn't know if it was because of that or if it was a real narrative happening everywhere else. We all like the Niners. Oh, yeah. Loves. We, everybody, <laughs> everybody liked the Niners in our world. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where we were actually having conversations where I was like, ah, too many people like the Niners. I mean, these are underdogs traveling into Dallas. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they've had... A couple games where they've been healthy, they, they look good, but why does everybody in our world, everybody in our world, was like Niners are the team, Niners are the team. Now Ian Rappaport tried to slip in the Eagles maybe mm-hmm. to do whatever to Tampa, and the Eagles are staring down a vastly different future. And Nick Sirianni said, Hey, listen, we're going to get knocked up. That's right. We're going to get impregnated. That's right. Okay, we're going to have to battle for nine months, maybe three trimesters. If we're lucky enough, a baby will come. And when that baby comes, we get to mold it into whatever it could potentially become. And I think that baby will be
2: changing this offseason with three first round picks in this upcoming draft. Mm. I think that's very safe to say. Also, one thing that, you know, unfortunately got brought to light is when you're not playing the Jets, the Giants, and the Washington football team every single week like we did the last, you know, six or seven weeks down the season, and you have to play good teams, sometimes you get exposed. And <laughs> what were you what talking happened, about sir? getting
0: knocked up? What was that all about?
2: Well, in life, sometimes you are going to get knocked <clears throat> up, and the more times you get knocked up it gives you the opportunity to get back up. So, you know, yeah, we got, I mean, realistically yesterday, it was 31 nothing at the end of the third quarter. If they will want to, they could be a 65 to nothing. So I'm glad we at least got a couple points on the board. Jalen's the guy going forward, or is he? I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, he is. I don't that's know. That's that oh, we do have goes. three first-round picks, so, you know. And we'll
0: dive yeah. into that game in a little bit, because that is how we'll wrap up this first run about Super Wild Card Weekend in the same game. game. Holiday. That doesn't sound as joyful today as it did a few days ago. More summer, but we'll talk about now. that game in a little bit. And Coach Sirianni, they did you no favors by just running that thing back a couple of times too. Yeah, You just had one slip up, knocked down, and then knocked up. Then all of a sudden, people like Ty, <laughs> and people on the air and are going to be, oh, here we go, Menor, mm-hmm, and sure. all this other stuff, and then now he's knocked up at one point. Sirianni had that team playing good against teams that weren't that great. Mm-hmm. They got in there was so much so that Ian Rappaport actually said, look for the Eagles to surprise the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It could happen, and we respect Ian Rappaport. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's an insider. He does what he's going to do, but he was the only person that... When speaking of underdogs maybe winning or wild cards having their weekend, he was the only one that wasn't immediately like Niners. Everybody in our world thought the Niners were going to beat the Cowboys, and they did. How come that was the case? Is it because the Dallas team that is littered with superstars and everything that you could possibly dream of having as an NFL franchise and program you have down there in Dallas? Obviously, they have a home playoff game. The NFC East does stink, but the Dallas seemed to be much better than they had been in the past. All these years of hype and hype and nationally televised game because Jerry walks into schedule makers and goes, you're going to put the goddamn America's team right there at fucking 8 o'clock, right?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. That's what I thought. And if you don't, there's some other pencil pusher we can fucking move (laughs) right into this spot. They are on national TV every single week. They have so many superstars. You know, names that are in, in commercials and bright lights and literally chatted upon every single day on any of the main networks. So you think to yourself, Big Mike McCarthy, he's been able to win a Super Bowl, Diner. Big Mike McCarthy comes into the fray. Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, Zeke, everybody's healthy. How you doing? Keep it moving. Micah Parsons, not only a rookie defensive player, maybe defensive player of the year as a whole. Yeah. They're at home hosting a playoff game. All of... Cowboys Nation is there and excited. And upon the game beginning, I think we all were like, Niners are gonna fucking do this. You're yeah. right. Niners are gonna do this. Niners are gonna do this. Then all of a sudden there was a glimpse of hope from the Dallas Cowboys. They got a little bit hot. Jimmy G had an untimely situation. We're like, oh no, that's Jimmy G. The overthrow skis are about to get Jimmy G ski, just like it did in the Super Bowl ski when he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, which led to a conversation for the next three months on whether or not Jimmy G stinks. That three-month conversation has now gone on two years yeah. because of one overthrow in a Super Bowl. He did it just the other day in Dallas. Oh no, Jimmy G overthrow this is a bad, bad situation for the Jimmy G family, which there was an abundance oh, of yeah, that's right. down there in Dallas. I think they actually walked in whenever the doors opened for the star and people were sprinting in like mm-hmm. it was Walmart or whatever. Yeah. I think they actually say, Where's the guy bagul? Where's the He doesn't deserve that. Spaghetti. As a fellow Italian Jimmy G. Hey, good gobble huh? Gabagool ah, good gobble on this one. Hey, good congrats morning. on the gobble huh? But then Dallas came roaring back, yep. and we thought Dallas was going to maybe win it. Holy shit. Is Big Mike, Dak, and Jerry about to have the story of the weekend by coming back and stealing victory from the jaws of defeat? Is that what the Dallas Cowboys are about to do? And then we saw uh, Ref Debo, Dak, <laughs> spot the ball in two different spots, spike, kill, Ref, game's over. That's it. Sorry about it. Play football better next time. Jog off the field. Shit get thrown at the ref. Lawrence actually uses his helmet to bat one of the bottles (laughs) that was being thrown at the refs at the same exact tunnel that the Cowboys exit through. What a colossal collapse there at the end. An embarrassing end to a season that was hyped up to be much different than the ones in the past that were hyped up to be great. This was supposed to be a run. And now... It's a laughing stock, basically, all uh-huh. off season. There's people saying Big Mike needs to be fired. Yeah, Dan Roloski. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this That's morning, part. Dan Roloski says, "How does that play even happen? You got to get a new coach." Now we don't think Big. He he wasn't the only one. But there's everybody calling yeah. for Big Mike. Oh Mike's yeah. Job. yeah, everybody's calling for Big Mike's job right now. But all season. Big Mike wasn't the one getting credit for the offense being good, right? It was Kellen Moore. That's right. So Kellen Moore's calling all these plays all season. Then it gets to the final play call of the final game of the season in which it ends up horribly and all of a sudden Big Mike needs to get the fuck out of there. Now, I don't know Big Mike other than the fact he's from Pittsburgh, so I probably know a lot of his tendencies in life. I've never met him personally. But Big Mike and them have been... Terrible at time management, all goddamn year. Yep. So for it to end this way. It's kind of a thought of, oh, maybe this is something they should have been working on or have to work on going into the future. But I don't think Jerry's going to be firing Big Mike. I don't think that's going to happen. But there is definitely going to be an entirely new operation about time management, I would assume.
4: No, I don't think he's going to be fired. I mean, he kept Jason Garrett for all those years. Well, it's because Jason Garrett was (laughs) part of the family. I think
0: Jason Garrett is my son. You know, I didn't have a child with that particular shade of red
4: hair, but you get it. The, I believe the last play was kind of an accumulation of things. There was the fake punt. Great call. But then you, you keep your punt team Strike, there. Strike, by the way. And you get the uh, delay game off that. Your guys were jumping Okay, 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 hold on.
0: Let's talk about that fake punt. So, I pitched this idea to Tom McMahon. And I think it might have got the Chuck. I might have pitched it to Chuck. I'm not sure. We run a fake punt. Okay? Successful. I'd like to run hurry up. Because after a punt... Basically, there's always going to be a transition of people, special teamers off defense on. If we catch them in the middle of a a sub, let's just snap it and we'll just throw a deep ball to one of the gunners that is lined up at wide receiver. You either have too many men or if it doesn't happen, guess what? Just take a delay game. Now we have first and 15, but we were supposed to punt the ball to the other team anyways. I don't know exactly what they were planning on doing, seemed to be a little bit of a clusterfuck out there, but I enjoyed the thought process of like, yeah, we should run a hurry up here. And if you just so happen to keep one of your good guys at Gunner somehow, you maybe even have a free shot at a one-on-one on a corner, which isn't necessarily your starting corner. That might be your fifth or sixth corner, who's just very good at jamming people up against one of your studs. Uh, So they were getting a lot of heat on the internet by people. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's like, well, this is next level football. Okay. And you are, you know, you're probably a fan of the high school game or the college game. But next level IQ here, whenever you're playing fucking chess, you got to account for what the next move could be. If you get a fake and there's, uh, you know, chaos. Now, for instance, that fake happens. They run, hurry up. The ref grabs K-ball, throws K-ball out, brings in regular ball. Right move, by the way, by the ref. Then they sit over it a little bit, almost to give like is everybody okay thing. They, nobody subbed for Dallas. So Mm -hmm. there's no reason to sit over the ball at all. I think that potentially led to a little bit of Sam Fran going, ah, what's going on? Okay, we got to figure it out. Everybody stay on the fucking field. Great coaching on all sides, I think. Execution didn't work out as well. Looked a little bit ugly, but you gain another first down, so who gives a fuck? Back to your point.
4: Correct. Agree. But they did get the delay game there. Yeah. They had numerous offsides, false starts. The uh, they had some.
0: How unf- many penalties? Four-
4: seven. Fourteen. 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 Oh, what was
5: tied for? It the might have been seven record.
4: pre-snap at one point oh, okay, or something like is, that. Yeah. But then they had like the blatant holding on the defensive lineman, the the unfortunate hands to face. That stuff happens. But it was like all game long, and they obviously the Niners were trying to give them the game. They dominated the first. Like the Niners were dominating the game, and then they made some mistakes on their own
0: yeah it's just interesting how you know the those moments you know what do they say? It doesn't show up till it shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't yeah. get you until it gets you. It's one of those moments where they've been fucking up time management all season. Yes. You know, all season they've been fucking up situations, whether they're calling timeouts when they shouldn't, running out of bounds when they shouldn't, staying, whatever the case. There's been situations throughout the season that if you look back, like Blue's Clues, there would be a litany of things that would say, how would they fuck up the last play with the clock? It's like, <laughs> well, just go back and look. It's been there. That has to be addressed. But also... That slides five yards shorter, yep. probably, fine. probably fine, right? Yeah, yeah, probably get the playoff. Well, Mike McCarthy said afterwards, he said, You know, would you rather have a Hail Mary or five goes from 25? Huh? <laughs> so think about it. I mean, I guess that's right. The closer you are, mm-hmm. you're that's, uh, I mean, hashtag. Well, stats. That's, that's, like that. the,
4: that's like the would you rather have three or seven? I'd rather have, have the Hail Mary than no play at all.
0: Well, yeah, and then we can dive into it even further. And, and Dan Orlovsky said that there's a 911 play <laughs> sure. that they should have called in whenever they realized there wasn't going to be enough time to snap it and to spike it. I don't think they even got the snap off in time. There would have been massive penalties because yeah. there yeah. was people lined up off sides. If they were to review that, let's say they did call 9-1-1 is how Dan called it. I've never been in those meetings for like the, oh, shit moments on offense, so yeah. I don't know what the 911 call or whatever. He said it's pretty basic in every room, which I would assume is accurate that, that you would have something. I think even if they have success, if they snap that thing after the ref sets it twice and Swim moves back and is the farthest away ref, the the ref that is the farthest away, and I understand they all have their own jobs and positions and uh, you know there's an entire process that has to happen with them, but that ref runs in From the farthest away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the head ref's closer. The side ref's closer. This ref down here is closer. But there is a process. You know, ump or whatever has to set the ball, do the whole thing. But why is he so far over there? Who knows? He's got to ref and do his job as well before worrying about them calling a play that makes – you know, little to no sense. I assume while Dak is running, this ref is like, come on, Dak, what the fuck? Hold yeah, yeah. on. Dak, if you're going to go down, you better go down now, and then as soon as he goes down, uh, shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Move Dak. Let me jump through an offensive line here. Then i got to look at where the ball is supposed to be spotted, and if you watch this thing back, those two refs on the side have no fucking idea where the ball is supposed yeah. to be spotted. So wherever the ball gets spotted, they just kind of slide to, mm-hmm. okay, that's good for us. We'll go there. I don't even think they get that off. Now, if that play goes and it works and he throws a touchdown to somebody somehow, that would go to review. They had four or five people offsides because a lot of people were lined up on the first one. Just a massive clusterfuck that makes you ask how is that how your season ends? And Jerry Jones, who is you know, not scared of a sound bite. Mm. We'll probably be talking about this for the next three months. Yeah, or-
2: like you mentioned, it's just a microcosm of what they've kind of done all season when they haven't been successful. Like We've been saying time and time again, like, hey, eventually this is going to bite him in the ass. Like, and you look back, like McCarthy has a history of doing that uh, when he was with the Packers and just every once in a while, you know, Rogers or whoever he had would be able to kind of mask those time management issues and. Dak didn't play great yesterday either, but I mean, you know, like eventually that was going to bite him in the ass, and unfortunately, is in the most important time of the season.
0: I'm now, you know, scared that uh, that I have to address something that happened. (laughs) Uh, All
3: right.
0: So as we and FanDuel had our, you know, negotiations that everybody heard about towards the end there's a lot of talk between me and the risk and trading department who we've actually gotten a chance to meet yeah. and the head odds maker john yeah. sheeran who joins hammer down <laughs> like weekly at this point you know there was an entire situation about you know hey i'd like to get to know these people a little bit more like hey who are we working with who are we working you know against who are we battling against and by the way we can be friends sure yeah, we can be not? friends and, and i've always been a person business-wise that says like hey if we get along there's probably a much better chance of us having a better relationship than not and I, I know that some people's negotiations are like i'm coming in to burn it down i'm coming in you're you're not fucking us over we're fucking you over that whole thing I, that's not how i enjoy doing things i i would much rather be like hey whenever i ask for like blah 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 in this like, this is why I'm saying it. So when this does happen, you know, I want you guys to hear it directly from me. So it was a nice thing through the negotiation to kind of get to know these people that we're battling against and those who are setting the lines and why they're setting the lines and how they're doing it and the boosts that they're putting up that are winning more often than not in our booths and what works, what doesn't. It was a really cool little experience and it's an exploration almost into the relationship that was FanDuel being our exclusive sports book before signing this new four-year, three-year deal. So I felt like we were in a better position to go ask stuff because now they understand us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So now I know what, hey, they're like, listen, our same game parlay is a weapon of ours. All right, our our same-game parlay, the tech. Now you can put two same-game parlays together. Mm. We are the first to market with it. Like, the, I don't want to say the nerds at FanDuel, but the nerds at FanDuel that are back, like they are very, 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 very proud of the same-game parlay, the execution of it, everything like that. And I had, like, big respect for it because we enjoyed the hell out of it. Now, we were doing the risk-free Thursday night football same-game parlays because of how good it was, the experience that it was. But it became a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. It became a heartbreak. Tough. Because these same game parlays, as you're piecing them together, you start thinking to yourself, oh, that's possible. That's possible. That's possible. And, oh, my God, we need one more maybe just to cook this thing up a little bit. There was rules and guidelines. If we're going to promote this to everybody on our app, it needs to be at least plus 400, and it needs to go, whatever the case is. We can't have, you know, the big promotion for these same-game parlays that we think, you know, a lot of people are at, like, plus 250. with yeah, can, this game. No, they have to be more than plus four hundred. So figuring out what to make it a plus four hundred thing so that FanDuel want to promote it. And then, by the way, also it was risk free on Thursday nights, you know. And that mm. experience ended because of how heartbreaking it was. How do we get back into it? Okay, well I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a little bit of money back from people, you know. So like, all right, cool. We can give a bonus of 50% back up to $100 or whatever. But we can't do it for everybody. It has to be tiered systems. I'm like, cool. When's this going to happen? They're like, well, how about uh, whenever, when when would you like it to happen? I'm like, wildcard Weekend sounds like the best time to do this. Fandle's like, you're right. So then we get into this whole same game, game, parlay holiday. holiday. Ah. An entire agreement was made, a lot of conversations were had about how we do this, you know, because they have to run their business, we have to run our business, our businesses are not the same, but how can we meet in the middle to create something awesome? Same game, Parlay, Holiday was born.
1: Mm -hmm. Perfect.
0: Myself, Evan Fox, AJ Hawk and Dirty put our minds together, and we felt very, very good about the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was playoff time. They're about to flip this switch. How you doing? Keep it moving. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles fly. Eagles fly. The fuck out of Tampa with an L. Uh-huh. Okay, that is what we thought. That was our entire conversation. No offense to Sirianni. No offense to the Eagles. But this is levels to this shit, and you're playing against Tom Brady at home in the playoffs with a bunch of OGs and this game matters so how do we how do we cook up a a same game parlay that we can be an additive to the same game parlay holiday that we can really fucking take them for it well we think tampa's gonna win by at least three so we'll do alternate spread minus two and a half check how you're doing keep it moving it was a lock before the game even started yep Well, Rob Gronkowski, touchdown. Check. That's a lock before the game even starts, even though everybody said he hadn't scored since like week 13 or week 14. It's the playoffs. Playoffs, Antonio Brown, Tom just had that entire thing. Gronk is Tom's guy. Last week he goes back on the field to throw him money, or throw him a ball to get him his milli, a milli dollars, a Uh milli dollars. Now, Uncle Sam also got about 480000 there, Mm -hmm. but whatever the case, Gronk catches that. Tom Brady was going to find Gronk in the end zone of this game. Check. That's a lock. Wide open, by the way. Play action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom.
1: Easiest touchdown on his career. Who else? Mike
0: Evans. You know, Antonio Brown does his entire thing. Yeah. He leaves. Mm-hmm. Ken Chris Godwin gets hurt. That guy was a ah. blue guy. Mike Evans has been a G here. Yeah. Mike Evans has been with us since the beginning. Mike Evans took a pay cut to pay other people. Mike Evans is an anomaly. Mike Evans is a freak. Mike Evans is going to score a goddamn touchdown. Check! That was a lock before the game even started. Boom! The issue with all those things being locked before the game even started is that the odds were not that great. Mm -hmm, Had to get them above plus 400 at least. And they had to stay above plus 400 no matter how many people bet. So then we started thinking back to last postseason. in last week... There's this little, tiny, flash-lightning white guy Mm. named Scoot Scoot Scotty Miller. (laughs) Scotty Miller is almost a duplicate of every small white that Tom Brady had thrown the ball to over the years and years and years in cold-ass Foxborough. He just happens to be faster. So I'm not saying that his football IQ is the same as Julian or Amendola or Wes's or anything, but said white prototype in Tom Brady's offense has been there for a long time. He was hurt. He came back, got the ball. Now it's the playoffs. This dude is going to get a ball. Eight and a half yards was the receiving yards. Okay. Eight and a half yards. Scotty Miller's so fucking fast, eight and a half. He gets one, it's going to be 15, 13, 17. It's probably only going to be one or two balls. It's going to have to happen, whatever the case. First quarter, he gets a ball. Holy shit! Is he a part of the actual strategy tonight? He gets tackled at eight yards, Mm. says the ref. Mm -hmm. If you watch that play back, I think it's very evident he got fucking nine. Yards, But it didn't matter at the time because it was first quarter and they were just marching right down the field. There's the first down. There's him laying down. There's multiple photos to show his back flat at nine yards where the ball is. That would have been a winning same-game parlay holiday before the fourth quarter even began if this ref spots this at nine yards. Now, I don't particularly like this one white up here on the sideline pointing four (laughs) yards back. Okay, that guy who's pointing – I don't know if he says his guy's hurt – or if he's saying this is where the ball, where he was down at, or he stepped out of bounds at, they end up spotting him at eight yards, which makes no sense. Should have been nine. But whatever. That's the first quarter. he Or second quarter. I'm sorry, early in the second quarter. He's going to get the ball again. Yeah. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers just start motorboating Eagles. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Killing them. Dog walking. Oh, See? yeah. Sirianni talks about that dog mentality. we got a bunch of dogs. Well, they were all on leashes yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, they were. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers were just doing this. Okay, this is what the Buccaneers are doing. And those dogs were doing a lot of things, throwing the ball to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fumbling doing that whole Mm -hmm. thing. Those dogs were not exactly acting right, but they were somehow maintaining at least a close enough distance where Tom Brady continued to go on the field because I thought at the end with the fourth quarter starting, there's going to be a Blaine Gabbert sighting. Yeah, And Blaine Gabbert's going to throw the ball to Scotty Miller. All we need is one more fucking yard. And then tick, tick, tick. Tick, 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 tick. Numerous possessions happen and all of a sudden, Scotty's nowhere to be seen except for on the fucking punt team where he's almost breaking his ankle every single time. Then in the fourth quarter, I'm standing less than six inches away from the television. I see those arms taped. I see little 10 pop his head into the huddle. Oh my God. Scotty fucking Miller, dude. And then I see Tom hit Hit Scotty Miller in the stomach and he goes, Scotty, over here. Scotty still goes to the wrong side. He goes, no, Scotty, over here. Mm. Oh my God, Scotty's getting the ball. (laughs) Scotty's getting the ball. Yeah. I was about to go apeshit. I mean, a plus thousand bet, okay? Plus thousand,
4: which is massive odds. Would you like to know the chance of hitting a plus thousand bet? Please go ahead. Nine percent.
0: Okay. So we're, we're at plus a thousand. It was at plus 1100 at its highest, plus 800 something at its lowest, but it hovered around plus a thousand, 69,261 bets. Scotty Miller over here. Tom says, and I go, yeah, come here, Scotty. Fucking end around handoff, nine yards rushing. Okay. Eight yards receiving. There was another play where he ran a quick out and Bernard ran a quick out. And some reason Tom Brady didn't even look Scotty and Gronk's way. He threw it straight to fucking Bernard. So here we stand. At the end of same-game parlay holiday with zero winners, and we lost by a fucking half a yard yet again, and I'm reminded why we stopped promoting these same-game parlays. Yeah. I was broken last night. I tried to watch that Nickelodeon show. I said, shut the fuck up.
1: Mm. <laughs> Gonna do it.
0: Where's Lex? Where wow. is Lex Lumpkin? But also, I don't think anything could have brought me any joy at that moment. I took a walk, went down to my basement, yeah. put the Oculus on, and fought Thanks. two
4: people. Nice.
0: <laughs> same game parlays are not for the faint of heart.
4: No, no, no not no. at all.
0: The same game parlay holiday took us on quite a no. ride. And we appreciate everybody so much for riding alongside of us on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And we appreciate all the effort of all the players that we had bet on. And we understand that Scotty Miller doesn't get to decide how many yards he gets receiving. But God damn it, Scotty, keep your feet and pick up 15. There, We're not even asking this question.
4: One time. <laughs> Come
0: on.
4: You did an incredible job picking that same game parlay.
0: The Tom brady Neals. Oh, man. man. That was like a plus 700 or something. Michael Pittman Jr. That was like another plus 600, plus uh-huh. 700. Wide open, gets tripped up. It's heartbreaking. And I'm being called, you know, a sellout, and I'm doing this for FanDuel. Those are the ones that pissed me. Yes. Instagram reported me for a comment on my own post. What? Yeah, because a guy wrote this big, long, grandstanding comment about how, you know, I oh, continue, continue. Taking
2: money from us
0: bootlick FanDuel and steal money from his fans. So I, in this moment of me walking around the house, okay, going down to the basement, getting the Oculus on and throwing hands and bombs at some sons of bitches in there who had no idea what Scotty Miller did before I got in that room. They had no idea. I crow-hawked into the first fight against fucking dumbass joke. Bang! I was so mad. But it's set up for everybody to say that we don't care, we don't want to win. I fucking wanted that. That would have been a record. That would have been the biggest hit in the history of sports books. Oh, oh yeah. But instead, as Foxy reminded us all in a text last night, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And if 69,261 bettors are on one side and you win, that's the biggest win in the history of sports betting. And if you lose... It's the biggest loss yeah. <laughs> in the history of sports. Right. By far. That's right. That's
4: right. It's messed up.
0: we got to get to a break. Oh, I have some news. What's that? Uh, FanDuel's gonna refund everybody that was a part of our same game parlay, the 69,261 of them. Not because it was a bad beat. They do not wanna set the precedent. Not because they saw how beat up I was. They received some text, they sent me some text messages like, hey, sorry about it, dude. I'm like, you're not sorry. Uh, Yeah. Okay, you are not sorry. But because the spirit of the holiday, they said. Well, that's nice. So Good people. Do. Now, I don't know if they would have done this if any of the other parlays hit, but since none of our parlays hit <laughs> oh, and we're off by half a yard, it's not a bad beat refund, they said. We are not setting the precedent as that. It is strictly just for the holiday season that is the same game parlay holiday. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't necessarily make me feel better because I still would like to win, but I am pumped that... By tomorrow, I believe, or Wednesday, you know, 69,000 some votes, uh, everybody will be getting their money back. And we appreciate everybody. <laughs> thank thank you, Brandon, you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Uh,
1: so, was, was,
4: I thought you were a sellout, though. I thought you were taking the money from the poor, giving it to the rich. I thought you were a bad guy.
3: Huh.
0: <laughs> that, that guy, he doesn't even know it, too. He just did it just to get it. He has no idea that as I read it, I was like, <laughs> oh. I wish I knew this motherfucker. Yeah. That, I was so mad. I was so, I was so, I did not expect to be that tore up about it. Just like the Colts losing to the fucking Jags. I didn't expect to be that tore up about it. And I was. This one I couldn't have expected. Now, in the first half, no Gronk, Tud, no Evans, Tud. Nope. I mean, the Bucks were up. Scotty, Scotty had eight, eight. yards. Yeah. It did not look great at halftime. But then all of a sudden, you see Gronky getting the end zone, uh-huh. and then Evans getting the end zone, mm-hmm. and it's like, holy shit, we still got a quarter and a half yeah, left. Back go. to back
2: possessions that they scored <laughs> yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're in the great game now. Here we go. It's in the
0: stars. Joining us now, first time guest. Ooh. Uh, host of Good Morning Football, which is Mm Emmy-nominated. I assume she has already won an Emmy or on her way to win numerous Emmys. Also hosts The People, the television show. She's on Sunday mornings on NFL Network. And this past weekend, is the only human that got every single game predicted correctly on the network. Ladies and gentlemen, Kay Adams. Yeah!
6: What an intro. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. And yes, five for five. The pressure is on in the NFC West tonight.
0: Uh, Who'd you pick tonight?
6: I picked the Cardinals, but it was definitely uh, like a manifestation law of attraction choice because the Rams should win. But Stafford picked six. Kyler hopefully plays the best game of his life and they win.
0: Okay, so let's talk about it. You work at the NFL. You're one of the faces of the NFL. We talked about that every morning. Good morning, football. Hey, you guys crush it. We love it. You guys crush it over there. We love the show. You've built
6: up quite a universe for yourself over there,
0: gentlemen. Yeah, well, our universe is much less professional and good as the Good Morning (laughs) Football universe, but we watch every morning. We appreciate the show. We love the show, Uh, but we do have a couple questions. So whenever you're one of the faces of the NFL, do you get inside information? Is that why you want five and zero? How do you seem to know more than no. everybody else? You're at every, she's at every stadium.
3: Yeah. She, <laughs> she's
0: at every stadium. You're everybody's favorite. It seems like, where is this information coming from? Or have you always just been a football whiz?
6: I wouldn't say whiz. I think it's just osmosis. I'm so ingrained in it. It's. I mean, three hours a day, Pat's a long time to be talking about the same stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think I have. I have. I wouldn't say insiders. You know, I hit up Ian yesterday like nine times. Like, what's going on? Is Mike McCarthy playing for his job in the second quarter? Send, and uh, he writes back, "No, I think he's safe." So we, you know, we go back and forth. Um, I have great friends in the league. I sort of go by my gut a lot. I'm a big info girl, not next gen stats, but. They're, but basically, I mean, hey. as wild as, as this wild card weekend was, it was kind of easy to make the picks, let's be honest. I didn't pick any upsets, so I'm a low-risk oh, person.
0: That's uh, all right to go, Chalk, because uh, the Niners were the uh, upset. They were you know, kind of an underdog there, so that's a great pick. But we, all, we all thought they were going to win anyways. The fact that they did was kind of alarming, actually going in there. You just said in there you hate stats, Kay? Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
6: Whoa. You can't hate No, stats. I love stats because I can't love fantasy football, but I'm not I'm not I'm not great at math, to be honest. So I, uh, you can always just use stats to bolster any argument both sides, and I'm definitely good at making an argument based on numbers.
0: Okay. Well I can respect that because stats do play for every team, and hindsight seems to always be the champion. Hindsight's got one of these. But <laughs> let's talk uh, let's talk about tonight's game. You said Matthew Stafford not throwing picks. Then you obviously said Kyler playing the best game of his life. You know, Shrag's is best friends. You know, Shrag's good friend of yours, co-host of yours. Best friends with McVay. They host a show together. What is the feeling you think out of Los Angeles? If they lose, it's going to be a loud offseason, isn't it? And I think if Arizona loses, it'll be another year of like, is this team ever going to really go? What do you think are the big takeaways from tonight's game?
6: Shrake's is super interesting because he's also pretty close with Cliff Kingsbury, so it's almost like that Whoa. scene in The Good Whoa, Son where shit. the mom's on the cliff holding Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin's hand, and which one am I going to save? Because I was very curious about who he was going to pick in this one, uh, and he went Rams. I would say, oh man, McVay's got the number on Cliff Kingsbury, so there's that right away. They've got the firepower. I think if Stafford has a bad game. The Rams can still win, right? They've got the defensive stars. You can rely on their run game. Cooper Cup's going to, like, crush it as always, Mr. Triple Crown. With the Cardinal side, it's all on Kyler. Like, it's all on his back. And you have James Conner, who has a heel injury that's lingering, and we Mm. think he's going to play. I think one of the craziest storylines, what is this, overrated takes Monday? Uh,
0: overrated Whoa. K- what is this she hates overrated tank. K- K- come on, on. Oh, come get on Jay right. overreaction Monday okay
6: overreaction Monday is that James Connor doesn't get Enough love, and he's one of the best running backs in the game. 18 touchdowns in 15 games is absolutely crazy. He's been the only stable force in this entire team. And if he doesn't look good early, like my eyes are going right to James Conner today. Like, what's he going to look like? And then the old guys, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green. A.J. Green balled out the last time they faced the Rams. So I'm hoping he can do it. I think the Cardinals win because Kyler is going to just put it on his back and make it happen.
0: And I I can't wait to see Kyler in the big moment. I mean, he seems like a guy who always – rises to the occasion last year they were so inconsistent yeah. and this year they had their wins then they lose jj what who's all the way back and he'll probably have what four or five sacks yeah. tonight. oh yeah four or five seven. yeah maybe six, six. Seven. six. he yeah. might catch a touchdown tonight actually yeah, he might be playing tight end not 100 percent sure excited for it. you said you're a fantasy uh person is that how you got into the coverage of the nfl did was fantasy yeah. the door yeah
6: you guys are on SiriusXM. Uh, I launched the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports channel with Steve Cohen over at SiriusXM Sports back in 2011. I was living in St. Louis and I had a little ISDN box and a headset, and I would be talking to uh, fantasy stats and taking calls at all times of the night. I worked from like midnight to 6 a.m. in that New York office in Manhattan. So that's how I got my start. Yeah, fantasy sports. Always liked it, always played it. Competitive as hell And uh, and it kind of worked out It's cool
0: Did you go to school For journalism broadcasting Or did you kind of just Fall into a passion Of fantasy football And being smart Yeah and...
6: I went to the I grew up in Chicago And then I uh, went to The University of Missouri Where I started off In the journalism school And quickly was like this isn't for me. So uh, I ended up switching to communications, but always knew I wanted to do something in media. Sports sort of pulled me along, which is is really great.
0: And then the NFL network hears you at 5.30 a.m. hammering it out on Sirius XM (laughs) Fantasy and says, we need you to host Good Morning Football. That's going to be on every single morning in every NFL building. And we're going to expect happiness, upbeat and creative content every single day.
6: Every single day. I came here uh, by way of NBC Sports, but that's exactly how it happened, Pat. There was a producer over at NBC that produced shows like with Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. When NBC Sports, remember when it launched as this big thing, it's going to be its own channel. And he listened to the radio show and said, yeah, we should definitely have you come up here. And I would do like news reports about hockey, which I never, I mean, I don't like hockey. I don't subscribe to hockey at all. And I would just do, you know, you just have to say yes. And then I'd go and I'd knock on every door of Roto World and say, hire me, let me do something for you. Well,
0: overrated take Monday Uh and hockey stinks and stats are I didn't say stinks. I said, I
6: don't have time. I don't have room in my heart for it.
0: Oh, I understand. Me neither. Wait till the playoffs. Yeah, wait till the playoffs. The playoffs are, playoffs are absolutely great. Now you guys are in the middle of like uh, finding A replacement for Nate Burleson, who is working on Nickelodeon, CBS, Mm -hmm. and doing real-life news. The day he left Good Morning Football, I think the next morning he actually had to say, Hi, I'm Nate Burleson, and the (laughs) the terrorists in Afghanistan are playing bumper cars with American tanks. I will send you now to Jack. In the field in Baghdad, or something. That was actually what he was doing. It was like, God damn, that was quite a change overnight for him. Now you guys are searching for the full-time replacement, or is it always going to be on the move?
6: It's a good question. Uh, Nate is Debo Samuel. Like he just he can do it all. I don't know if you got to hear him on the Nickelodeon broadcast yesterday but my nieces my nephews were all you know texting me and, and my, my, my brother and sister And just he's just so good at so many things so it doesn't uh, surprise me at all that he's able to make that switch he's the best co-host in the world and I miss him every day uh right now we're rotating hey, I think it Brent. happened so yeah. quickly and so quick like fast before the season that we uh we're there looking I mean um my contract is up in May, so Whoa. I don't know how, you know, we have to work that out and figure it out. Yeah, so the future, it's all super exciting.
0: Whoa. okay. Wow. That's a little bit of a leverage play right there, yeah. Kay. Yeah.
3: Hey,
6: congrats, congrats to thing. you. It's exciting. I don't know, I don't know what the, f- we, none of us know what the
0: future is. No. About, you know? Hey, this is big deal. Congrats to you, oh, yeah. Kay. yeah. Okay. Woo. Let's go, dude! Free agency is a big deal. Free agency is a big deal, especially whenever you're on the show that every football person watches, basically mm-hmm. every single morning, and is up for Emmys and awards. Uh, it must get exhausting just being so great at your job. Yeah. The free agency coming, you're gonna get broken get that off. Get D M K. Let's go.
6: I've oh, actually goes. never said that thing as breaking news right here. It's all fine, No, I don't know. I'll, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I obviously love my job. Uh, it is the coolest thing to be to get to talk about football for three hours, as you know. So it's it's a lot of fun. Hey, I have a bone to pick with you. Can I can I do that right now?
0: I mean, your show, dude. Do whatever you got to uh,
6: do. You've ruined interviewing Aaron Rodgers. Do you know that?
0: I, see, I feel on the other side.
6: Oh, yeah. uh, oh I, do. You?
0: Yeah, I feel like it's been good. I feel like it's been good as interviewing because I don't really interview. I just sit there and have a conversation. You know?
6: Correct. So then. I'm told you get to sit down with Aaron Rodgers for you know seven to 10 minutes, and I go, oh, okay, great. This happened last week, and I sit down, and I'm like, what questions do I wanna ask him? And it's impossible to even come up with anything to ask him, because he just comes on your show, and he has these hour sessions of just stream of consciousness, and there's nothing, there is literally nothing that he has not gone over with you. And so you've ruined the experience of Networks interviewing Aaron. Congratulations.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
6: All right. all
0: right. Now I'm winning awards. Um, <laughs> you know, I would like to thank all the boys here. You guys do a great job. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. You know, uh, I'd like to thank AJ, whose tech doesn't work today. Son oh, of a bitch, go no. figure out a microphone. No. No. That's tough <laughs> for him. Uh, and obviously, we'd like to thank Aaron for taking Tuesdays 50, 55 minutes, uh-huh. 45 minutes. What? You know, after years and years and not talking to anybody about anything because everybody just buried him publicly, basically, coming on the show and burying his soul. Uh, we appreciate that. No, K, K. Your angle conversation with him much different than ours. You still bring out gems and greatness, just like on Good Morning Football. You guys get great stuff out of basically every single guest that comes on the show. Aaron Andrews came after us a little bit ago, too. Yeah, when yeah. Aaron came on, she goes, I know you talk to Aaron every day or whatever. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we really throwing a little <laughs> no, bit more? No, I love it. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah.
3: nah. Sure. Nah.
6: I love it, but you've ruined it. Like, you have three questions for Aaron, and you're like, well, Pat asked. Them. I already know the answers to the questions. He's never been an open book but we you really let us get to know his character what he who he is as a human his kindness his vulnerability like it's transcendental like i'm not i'm not like that seriously it's awesome but it's very difficult to come up with new material well you're smart
0: you are incredibly talented and smart enough you figure it out and do great with that whole thing even though we do get 45 minutes of his brain kind of spilling (laughs) out there let's let's pivot to that though because you guys get to talk to a lot of really cool people and you host uh people which is out in the uh that's in the the celebrity world right yes Anybody you talk to that you were just blown away by, like anybody come right to your mind where you, you know that, whether it's the NFL or in the people, you talk to me like, oh, that feels like a real human, as opposed to maybe asshole that I thought it could have potentially won.
6: Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, for sure, that interview will be on Sunday on NFL Network. Hey, Netflix.
0: we can't wait to watch. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's going to be awesome. We'll watch that going into Tuesday the if there's
6: anything
1: left. So, perfect. The, yeah, a, the reason I
6: took the people job, because I'm not that obsessed with the celebrity world, Pat, but on Good Morning Football, when we interview, we each, you know, you ask a question. And you each ask your question, and then it's over. So you know what it's like to have rapport and and do what you do every day. So I wanted to hone in on my interview skills because I really don't get that opportunity to. Uh, so I get to do it every day. Uh, I would say you know George Clooney, is, uh, Alicia Keys is probably one of the realest person people that I've ever met. Uh, but I, you interview everyone. Celebrities are so different because they're so much more open. And anyone in music, actors less than than musicians, but any musical act is is. Any artist is a lot more fun to talk to And they're all open and vulnerable And they're pushing something They know the game I feel like in the NFL You know You go through that media training And it's a different challenge So it's a little bit refreshing To go to the celebrity side And they're like I'll tell you about what I did last night And you're like Oh okay
0: You're a free agent in May Are you going into the Are you going into (laughs) the celebrity world Are you going to stay in sports Is the NFL and
6: Oh yeah, I want. I mean, I want the big. I want the big jobs. I want the. I, I want to go right to the top of the NFL. Are you kidding? What do we want?
0: You want to like. uh, You want to like kickoff show host, or you like commentate? Yeah, I want.
6: I would love a. You know, you've built such a plan. You've changed the game, so there's that option, right? Like you, you, you went and did it yourself. Oh, let's uh, go. Okay,
0: you can't, yeah, you're doing your I mean, own not, thing.
6: It's no. It's no secret. The goal is to have, the the, pedigree to have the the. the Big boy seat at the table. Sure. Absolutely. On those those big platforms, those meaningful games. I love visiting stadiums. I love it. I'm energized by it. Juiced every time I go. I think I get to go to Tampa this weekend, so I'm excited. But I just like... I like being part of the game day experience as much as I love. And I also love being, obviously, being on in the morning. We get to set the tone for the day, set the agenda, the fact that you even turn us on and and try to see what we're saying. We try to guess what's going to be the topic of the day. We're the first ones that get a crack at it. It's a big deal.
0: So you want to be... What is that Sunday night football? Well, who is yeah, on maybe, the maybe field? Commissioner, he, uh, maybe maybe may commissioner of that. the NFL. Yeah. What is the dream <laughs> job? It. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out because you you want to have one of the mainstays. One Monday night football is live at the at whatever stadium mm-hmm. it is, right? Yep. Sunday night yeah. football is live at one of those. Sta- you're talking about one of those.
6: There's just like a, there's I mean there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. Look at what's going on with sports books and where mm-hmm. how's that going to evolve? It's a really energizing time right now that's all I'll say and Amazon, Amazon man, is getting
3: in Amazon. yeah. Amazon's getting oh, the Thursday. game okay? I
6: work with Chris Long and Andrew Hawkins at Amazon we just had our last show yesterday and I was super sad about it it was called NFL Next a little half hour I like the idea of you know the streaming the, the looser vibe I know that's something that you really wanted to do and you didn't find it and you did your own thing
2: yeah. Well, hey, we're pulling for it. I think you'll be able to crush whatever. Go ahead, Ty. Kay, you've basically become the de facto queen of Cincinnati throughout this season. <laughs> um, when you look at like the Bills and the Chiefs and how explosive they've looked over the last few weeks, do you think the Bengals have gone from just like an exciting team that's really fun to watch to someone who could really actually like push those two teams in the AFC and potentially get to the Super Bowl?
6: Yeah, today on the show, the guys were saying that the AFC Super Bowl is is you know between the Bills and the Chiefs, and if I'm a Titans fan and I'm a Bengals fan, I'm like, whatever. What else, wow. dude? We can do this either, but I mean, the t- everyone sleeps on the Titans. They're the least talked about team in the NFL for some reason. It's that's your so fault.
0: Weird. Hey, that's the NFL's fault. Danzus. <laughs> you think? Danzus. Yeah, Danzus Dan, Dan, Dan Hansus. The representative. Oh uh, yeah,
6: Dan. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll give him hell next time he's on our show later this week. Yeah, but he, but I mean, Derek Henry coming back, they're going to play for Vrabel. I'm going to say the Bengal, it's Joe Burrow. Like I put him right up there with Allen and Mahomes when it comes to like, I don't shake, I'm not going to flinch. He doesn't care. He doesn't – he is completely unrattleable, if that's a word. Man. And I love that about him. I think that sort of trickles down to the whole offense. My big worry – I think they've got the offensive firepower, sure, to take on those teams. What happened to their D-line? is a drag beyond drags so like to deal with Derrick Henry, Trey Hendrickson. Back with back with the Saints I was like, uh, hey Sean Payton and company, you guys sure you don't want to give this guy some money and let him stay here?" And they didn't. They let him go to the Bengals and he had like a 10 game sack streak. He's incredible. An absolute game breaker. And if he's hurt, we had Mike Daniels leave the game. He don't I don't think he's coming back. Um Ogilvy, like, it's just that D-line up against Henry could not be a worse situation. So hopefully they can heal up through the week because that's my big worry.
0: How do you balance having inside information and then also having to be live for three hours every single morning? Like, you just said, hey, Sean Payton, don't you think you guys want Trey Hendrickson? And we know that you have a pretty good source at the Saints. I think there has been mm-hmm. some, yeah. some times where, you know, okay, Adams is saying this about the Saints, so that means, hey... Probably, you know, you have to like kind of pick and choose. And now with, you know, how much your show has dominated the NFL, I assume you have a lot of friends in a lot of buildings. How do you pick and choose? And how do you figure that out? You just kind of got to compartmentalize that? Or have you ever gotten to a point where, you know, you've said something you weren't supposed to say?
6: It's kind of a game, I guess. I'm not an insider, though, so I don't want to put that out there. Like I, I know, you know, when I say hey, sh-, I just say it like through the show. I'll get on the air and I'll say it. I'm not like calling, calling Mickey Loomis and hey, that'd be about sweet. We like, be, yeah
0: hey, that'd be sweet if you did, though. Like, hey, Mickey, what's I'm thinking? like
6: Gail Benson. <laughs> we ought to talk about no. That's not what happens. Uh, I guess I could. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I just want. I, I just enjoy the game. Uh, so I call it like I see it. I like to give. I always my, my thing that I always go for the underdog. It's why I like the Bengals. That's why I like the Titans right now because no one's talking about them. I, never, I I always like the teams that for that people just don't want to give love. Like Mike Evans is someone I love. Look what he did yesterday. He oh, crushed it. What does he do? He has 1,000-yard seasons. He's the most consistent wide receiver in the game, and we just don't even talk about him. So those are the kind of players and people I think that I gravitate towards.
0: And he also took a, a less salary to all sign right. other people. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit for our same-game parlay. Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller couldn't catch another fucking ball, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just one more, Kay. Just one more. That would have been amazing. For all the fantasy teams everywhere that that's had right. Scotty uh-huh. Miller. Right. Huh? Fantasy's over. Fantasy's completely over now.
6: No, you can still play. I mean, you can play over on FanDuel. Absolutely. You can do anything you oh, want to do. Hey! Free Agent
0: May. Yes, Free agent I'm May. Go ahead,
1: Carl. Yeah, Kay, you're uh, from Chicago. Do you lean to the Bears at all, or do you think they'll probably fucking stink forever? Come on.
6: I have. No- it's so hard. People are bothering me about this on Twitter today. I will always love the Bears, but it's like being in a relationship. Like you need some space and you just say, grow up, get your stuff together. And like, maybe we'll talk and we'll get back together in the future. At a certain point, like you need to just figure it out. And I'm excited for their future. And I think them getting re- rid of pace uh, and walking away from Nagy is great. But now you're going to have a new guy go in there. And then it's Justin Fields wasn't drafted by that guy and wasn't coached by that coach or chosen. So what's the future? Um I will say like I'm from there and you think that they'd want to you know include oh, me more they kick you Or just, but, but, you know, I've never even been invited to a game.
3: Oh! What's
6: What's going on in Chicago,
0: dude? Bro, she was lighting the torch at the Bengals game. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple days ago. She's banging the drum in Kansas City. What's Virginia doing? Nagy says, keep her out of the
6: building. Yeah, they don't. don't, It's so interesting. It's my hometown, and they, you know, (laughs) if you need help or support, just ask. And they just... They just don't. It's interesting.
0: That's hilarious. I'm tired of wasting my energy on you not being able to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with your life. So <laughs> yeah. everybody else is inviting me to do stuff. They seem to be a lot more fun and successful. I will always care for you, but i got to move on as well for the good of yeah. me. That's a, lot, that's a lot of fans, by the way, I think, especially in this time. Go ahead, Tone.
4: Okay, not so much a question, more of a statement. When when the boys head outside and play around on the street, I just don't think that they involve you enough, and I think that you should bring up. Oh, the one. Wall Streeters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Uh. I've never asked to go, I've been asked to go, not for that segment, that's definitely a, a Them production. I don't see the point in the cold in the middle of Manhattan of going downstairs and playing in traffic. Sure. I like to make my coffee. I like to maybe make a smoothie during that time. I like to maybe eat a cookie, and they go down there, and I get some... It's nice and quiet when they leave, oh. so those moments are very enjoyable.
0: Oh, a little zen in the morning. But thank you for
6: caring about me like that. That's, I really appreciate that. Hey, Tone, you
0: know, Dad, hey Tom, you're a good guy, Tom. Hey, guy, Tom, you're a hey, good guy. Hey, you, thank you. Thank
4: you Steelers
3: Had a boy,
0: Tom. Tom was just thinking to himself, you know, free agency coming up in May. Maybe a different side here, you uh-huh. know, maybe get her out in the streets. I start. just know
4: if she was from Pittsburgh, that organization would have invited her to a game.
0: Yeah, well, Tone's trying to bring you over to the Steelers fan base. They are dead. They got killed. Ooh, yeah. They got absolutely killed. Who wins the Super Bowl here, Kay? Who do you think?
6: Uh, in August, I picked Packers-Browns. Mm.
3: Yikes. Uh, so Browns I will might say
6: Packers-Chiefs, Packers- Packers- I believe. Mahomes looked like wins, 2019 so. playoff Mahomes. So I'll go Packers, Chiefs, Packers win. Yeah. Packers are just getting healthy at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope they win. Niners, tough draw for them, of course.
0: Yeah, well, we'll go ahead and put that down in the record book. Yep. So you predicted the Packers to win the Super Bowl. She's a free agent in May. Hey, everybody <laughs> <laughs> get the Brinch trucks out for the Emmy-nominated dominant host of Good Morning Football and People, ladies and gentlemen, fantasy expert Kay Adams. Thank you, Kay. Thank you. you. Thanks for joining us. You're awesome. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay. FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe at this point. Uh, Six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The People at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, We are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, We love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. (laughs) how did the sports books do this past weekend? Uh, who won? Did the public win or did the uh, house win? I would assume when 69,261 bets are on one particular parlay and that one loses by half a fucking yard. Mm. That helps out the sports book. Although FanDuel is refunding everybody that uh, rode alongside of us, not because it was a bad beat. This is going to happen, but because it was the spirit of the holiday, yep. the same game parlay holiday. They don't want to see the holiday be remembered in such epically terrible fashion where none of our parlays hit. So they, said, hey, even though it was a half yard and the ref potentially misspotted it, you did lose, but we'll give the money back in the spirit of the holiday, and we appreciate it. Thank you.
4: I assume the public did pretty well. All the favorites uh, won except for one and covered except for the Cowboys and the 49ers were a pretty trendy dog. Uh, so I think the public did pretty well, and there was a, a stat, and it's it's like 50-7 or something along those lines in wildcard weekend. If the team wins, they also cover the game. So Ooh. tonight whoever you think's going to win the game, stats say. Stats say is also going to cover the game. Who do you
0: throw. think's going to win tonight? I kind of like the dog.
4: Wow. Wow. Oh. Hi-oh. 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 Hey, 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 hey. Dogs are, or, no, sorry, not dogs. Cardinals as a dog, I believe, are 6-0 and ATS this year, and they're also 8-1 and on the road, straight up and ATS. So. And what is
0: the uh, spread looking like <laughs> three right now? And three, and three and a half mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals who get J.J. Watt back. Would that be a little bit of energy and juice as they fly into SoFi Stadium to take on Matthew Stafford, who has thrown seven picks in the last three games, but that defense of Aaron Donald, Jalen uh-huh. Ramsey, and the boys, they have the speed and the ability to trap Kyle Murray and keep him in the well is how they describe it. Keep him inside and not make, you know, extending, game-changing plays there. It's going to be a good one. I I think ESPN's probably rather thrilled that this is the game that they get to uh, showcase.
1: Yeah, I love this game. Hopefully it's the best one. It does worry me that Kate took the Cardinals, but I think I like the Rams and Matty Stafford kind of putting his junk on the line here and saying, hey, look, I can play quarterback and I can win a playoff game because he never has, right? He's he's never won a playoff game. so I mean, he's got to win this one and like what I don't- if he doesn't if he does not it, it's, it's bad. gonna be loud. No. It
0: is gonna be loud. Can tomorrow. they bring
1: back Odell and Von Miller next year? Do they have the cap space? They don't have a first round pick. Okay, like they, they they might. No. Yeah, they
0: they do smoke and mirrors with their cap. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's Los Angeles, and it almost as if it doesn't apply to them, well, interesting enough. Well, the cap doesn't apply to a lot of teams, and if we're gonna get into this offseason conversation, Uh-oh. let's get into it. <laughs> Some teams have found out how they can just write everybody contracts and it not affect them at all. Well, other teams are like, well. Our Our cap says, our cap says, and I want to know, how are you both in the same goddamn league? This team signs 45 free agents to max deals somehow. We'll pay them in 2045, but we'll get this off the books. And other teams are like, well, our cap. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't uh-uh. budge with our cap. And whenever we get towards the end of the season, it's, it's very easy to kind of judge and say what teams could have done or how they could have done things and who they could have signed. But when you talk about the Rams, when they added Vaughn Miller, Vaughn wasn't a necessary game changer. You look at the last couple games, though, Vaughn Miller has been in there on the last play of the game, the last series of the game making plays. Aaron Donald's been there. Jalen Ramsey's been there. Well, the defense – Not allow Matthew Stafford to lose this game tonight is what a lot of people have to think to themselves. And Kyler Murray is the perfect quarterback that can make something out of nothing. No matter how great the Rams' defense is, Kyler can always make some magic. And Kay Adams alluded to it. James Conner has 18 tuds or something like that. If he gets rolling early and they have a play-action potential or at least a threat in the box for Kyler to move, maybe, just maybe, you know, with Hurts out there, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and A.J. Green out there, and Kyler Murray being a goddamn guy, maybe this is the time the Cardinals get a dub, and that would be heartbreaking for Matthew Stafford and family after going 0-3 in the playoffs thus
4: far. It feels like we could talk about everyone else on the field, but it comes down to Stafford and Kyler Murray tonight because both of these two can turn in games where we're like, what the fuck just happened, and both can light it up. And I wish A.J. Hawk was here with us. Kind of.
0: Just tell him to get in the Zoom. Yeah, so he can't hear us now. So he, he unplugged something. Well,
2: what the hell's going but, on? He
0: uh, okay? States, dude. <laughs> we we figured out though the the microphone sounds better now with the Zoom and. Maybe, he, maybe another
2: minute here. No, but he can't hear us.
0: No, because I would like him to join us to chat about this because we talk about it being Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray, and that's real. I guess that's every single game, do the quarterback play. In this particular case, though, who will either make a play for their team or give the other team a chance to win this thing? And that's all dependent upon how the defense plays. you got to think J.J. and Chandler and yeah. Buddha and Simmons and everybody on that defensive side of Arizona is ready to feast on the current turnover machine that is matthew stafford but on the flip side sean mcveigh knows that yep sean mcveigh knows that that's potentially a problem sean mcveigh knows like hey we got to get this ball out of stafford's hands quick we got to get him into a rhythm early and then we start taking our shots and picking and choosing when we got to go and on the flip side of this whole thing that rams defense they they're star studded oh right? yeah from line to safety, mm-hmm. and all players in between. They've been winning games the last four weeks because of the defense and how stout they have been. It's the defense that's going to make these quarterbacks either be amateur or elite. And I guess that is where we got to keep our Speaking eyes.
4: Speaking of safety, did you see who's back at safety for the Rams?
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The bearded wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Come on. A, he, that guy, what, two years he's been out? Yeah. 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 Still in shape. Loved his time in L.A. You know, he goes back to the Rams. I wonder how the beard looks, the fresh bald head, the body is probably feeling good. If we talk to Weddle a couple of times, it's hard not to say this guy's probably going to be in shape for the rest of his life. So he gets a chance here to go on a playoff run with a defense that is loaded. He's not going to have to make every play. Just kind of get in there and make some plays. I'm pumped for the Rams adding depth. Not only Vaughn Miller, who's come to fruition completely, but Eric Weddle is now active for tonight's game. What does that mean? None of us know. What are we going to say, Nick?
4: Right now, currently at FanDuel Sportsbook, you can get Matthew Stafford to throw an interception at yes for <laughs> minus 122.
0: Hmm. So he's – Minus 122 for
1: wow. John Sheeran Jeez. over there
0: at FanDuel. Irish guy who's like, he's thrown seven in the last three, and we just think that's going to stop mm-hmm. when the
1: playoffs happen? Not a chance. I might take no. There,
0: but this is the problem. to nice, 108. Oh, sir. Oh, uh, wow. Sir. Yeah. I mean, definitely better, I guess, but also like no respect. Right, at, at all. Starr. No. <laughs> no respect for Matthew <laughs> <Once laughs> Whatsoever. No at no. all. This is like whenever we're looking at Chiefs games and we're trying to figure out who to bet on we automatically think like the best Chiefs they could possibly be, and they were, mm-hmm. against the Steelers. And if that's who they're going to be, by the way, going forward, look at everybody, because there is a pain train coming through. No more X-Factor in the stands. No. That's right. No more superfan drama, just all ball. Jackson Mahomes' curse has maybe been lifted, because what the Chiefs did to the Steelers after Jackson Mahomes did his thing on the sideline... Maybe that thing's completely dead and they're ready to go. But whenever you think about the Rams, are we just automatically thinking the best possible Rams? Matthew Stafford lighting it up Rams, defense flying around Rams. Are we thinking about actual reality the last three weeks Rams, which is the defense has been saving the shit out of the offense. And they've been kind of sneaking by with some wins. That's,
2: that's gambling, baby. I guess that's the entire problem. Well, this. and isn't that what we always talk about is, hey, it's not always the best team that wins the Super Bowl. It's the team that's playing the best at that moment and gets hot going into the playoffs, and they aren't that team right now. Well, so neither be, are they, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, exactly. And I, it seems like a lot... Of, of times, or at least in recent memory, the Rams have kind of played to whatever level their opponents are at. So we'll see. Maybe like the being hyped up to have a home playoff game and everything changes everything a little bit. But I think you still do have to worry about Stafford trying to do too much and throwing a pick six or you know something along those lines. Kyler
0: has the ability to do this past everybody. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the team. Now Aaron Donald is much faster, more explosive than most inside defensive linemen, and Von Miller is an absolute freak. But if we see a lot of Kyler moving and rolling and sliding. That's not good for the Rams. Maybe they got Jalen
1: spying them. Ooh, that'd probably be the right move, especially without Hopkins, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not playing, so you could probably. Jalen is such a specimen. I'm excited to
0: see Jalen Ramsey do something tonight that's just like, yeah, of course. He floats through the air and makes plays. He'll blow somebody up. Then he'll be very close to getting a taunting penalty because he will let them know that they are a punk bitch. Mm -hmm. I love Jalen Ramsey. I wish he was on... The Colts. I wish Jalen yeah. Ramsey was on any team that I was a fan of because of how he plays. Hopefully we get a chance to see him work tonight. Joining us now from his attic in Ohio on a computer that updated and can no longer FaceTime, I guess, via Zoom. So he'll freeze every fourth or fifth word. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk.
1: How, how's it sound? Okay. Wow. Man. Here we go. AJ. Hey,
0: thanks for battling through dude. I really appreciate you doing that. I know you cannot be happy about the situation <laughs> happening.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if you can see him sweating. I've been running back and forth. I've had 19 different setups trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, and I realized, don't ever update your computer. That's, the, that's the, the lesson. I did an
0: update ask every single day on this computer. I haven't done it in years. I don't know how to work this one other than just telling me how many people were watching at one time. But, AJ, I appreciate you battling through and sweating. Thank, you AJ. Thank, Thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. He just tried to do the right thing. He just tried to update. Yeah, I want to update. I want to be in the current. I want to be in the now. I want the best version for the good of the show. And instead, fucking ruined everything. Missed an hour and 13 minutes. Uh, but it's great to have you here, AJ. Uh, super wild card weekend. Same game, parlay holiday. You, me, foxy, dirty, we're half a yard away from a plus one thousand same game parlay hitting for 69 thousand two hundred and sixty one betters. AJ was a heartbreaker, but what a fucking weekend.
1: Yeah, what a weekend it makes me question like everything when it's eight and a half yards for Scotty, yeah, I agree he probably got nine on the play like what made that guy set the line at eight and a half and not eight? Uh, they're time travelers they yeah. have to be. Yeah, Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. it's bullshit. I've literally said it numerous times that the people that are out in the desert making uh, these decisions on certain 69,261 people riding on this (laughs) bet, okay? 69, plus 1,000, it would have hit them for 10 million plus. That's actual stats.
1: Uh, They would have
0: lost 10 million plus yesterday because of this whole thing. Plus 1,000 is a huge, those are big boy odds.
1: Oh, yeah. Massive.
0: What is the percentage of a plus 1,000 hitting?
4: 9%.
0: We happen to fall into the 91% that didn't hit. It was because of half a fucking yard because the ref fucked us. But, AJ, it makes you wonder about everything and question everything. And I actually legitimately, just like I didn't expect to feel that Colts lost in Clonton to the Jacksonville Jaguars as much as I did, I did not expect for that linger of shit to stick on my body for as long as it did last night. I was a miserable person to be around last night for a good three hours after that entire thing. Because I had, I was shaping the promo. I was shaping the promo while watching that game. Scotty gets eight yards in the second quarter. No problem. Mike Evans gets a touchdown. No problem. Gronk gets a touchdown. No problem. Tampa minus two and a half. That shit was covered before the game even started. Now we just need Scotty to get one more catch. So every single time that son of a bitch came on the field for three quarters, Damn near three quarters. I'm watching. I'm like, ah, here we go. This is the one we got to worry about. This is the one that boosted the odds. Two plus 1,000, by the way. You know, a lot of people will watch you even have Scotty on there. Oh, well, that's a fucking odds booster, okay, pal? That's what you gotta do whenever you're piecing together a same game parlay that has to be above plus 400 because they're gonna promote it to a mass amount of people, and so are you. So if we're gonna do this, let's do this. I watched him every play. It was exhausting by the end of it when he went out on a little outright, and Giovanni Bernard went the other way, and Tom picked Giovanni over Scotty. You son of a bitch, Tom! Thanks for the gift you sent to the office. That's very nice. That Congrats guy. on all the success. It was very, very nice of you. But just look to your left. Just throw the ball, and then Scotty Miller coming out of the huddle. Tom goes, "Hey, Scotty, over here, Scotty." We're like, "Oh no, oh no." Hey, Scotty, over here. Oh wait, wait, Scotty might be run just a quick little out here. Maybe Tom's like, "Hey, Scotty, let's go ahead and get you another one here because we're going to need you for the playoff push." Now, end around, turn around, bye. How you doing? He runs for nine yards. Mm which is over eight and a half, obviously, but it doesn't matter because he was rushing, not receiving. It was tough. I was beat up, though. I was beat up. And that promo that was coming,
1: oh, oh. I get it. So it was the the roller coaster, I feel like, because after the first half, I wasn't feeling it's great about broken. it. Hitting. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, bam, all right, now, yeah, this is absolutely happening. And to think it all it took was Scotty to get that extra, what, over? he had to get three quarters of one yard. To, to get us over the, the hump, right? Yeah. Like I thought, yeah, of course it's going to happen, isn't it?
0: Well, they don't keep stats as quarters of yards because.
1: They he, would give him the full yard, though, hopefully. If yeah, he got it. yeah. I mean. Not here, though. That's nine yards.
0: He's. Wow.
1: He's over nine.
0: Well, then there's also a fucking one of him him laying on his back at nine yards. I mean, and by the way, I think this alongside like the spirit of the same game parlay holiday and nobody else's parlay hitting is why FanDuel's like, hey, we will refund everybody, okay? Not because this is a bad beat. This is not a bad beat. This happens in gambling. You're going to lose by a half a yard, just like we did when Tom Brady took a fucking knee. God damn
1: it. Hey, credit to FanDuel though for giving people their money back here. Thank you, FanDuel. Thank right you, FanDuel. I, lo- I do like the fact that it seems like they've gotten the point across to you, though. Hey, let people know this ain't happening again. Like, this is a one-time deal. That,
0: that is, yeah. Hey, we're going to, for the spirit of the holiday, okay? This it
1: should is- be, too. It should be. It shouldn't be like, they shouldn't just always do that. But I think it's awesome for how big it was, how close it was, spirit of the holidays. Why not just... At this time, and obviously, don't expect it again.
0: Well, we appreciate that from FanDuel, obviously, and it does not change how I feel at all because I would have rather had it hit yeah, and take yeah. $10 million from them. Uh-huh. That would have been the world's largest gambling hit in the history of sports book. Not that somebody hasn't bet $10 million somewhere right. before. 69,261 bettors all hitting. That has to be some sort of record, but instead, you know, just like Foxy texted us, AJ, yeah. instead of being the biggest, obviously, we are. Losers, Pat. The biggest loser. This guy, two times. It, yeah. Twice. <laughs> Come
1: on. <laughs> it was your text, Foxy. Sorry. Hey, you got to be the best at something.
0: Yeah, I, I would prefer not to be that. But I guess if we're going to do it, we might as well be the biggest loss. So let's talk about some of the games, AJ. I can't wait to get your take. We got Darius Butler joining us here in a little bit. Uh, the Bills are a wagon, dude. The Patriots got absolutely
1: embarrassed.
0: I mean, I was ass.
1: Yeah, Molly. Beat. Walked. I
0: mean, just it was bad. Dog walked out there. Is that more on Josh Allen and the Bills, the Patriots? How do you feel, Colin Cowherd? Uh, we <laughs> once again, we're on at the same time. We have a lot of respect for Colin. We have a lot of respect for Colin. He's yeah. been doing it for a long time. Competitive stamina, very impressive. But I only saw the tweet. He's saying that the Patriots should trade Mac Jones.
1: Yes. Why? <laughs> Uh, just because, you know, he's not, I believe, a blue chip uh, stock in the uh, NFL. When you look at Josh Allen, he only had four incompletions. He had five touchdowns. I don't know if Mac Jones is going to get it done.
0: Well, Josh Allen is the new creme de creme of the AFC East, and the Patriots have now become Powerade, Adidas, and Phil Mickelson oh. in the AFC East. But that Bills team looked at great it was cold as hell Bildos were flying i love watching that bills team play the way they played and that seems like a team that would be fun to be a fan of aj hawk
1: oh my god fun to be a f- it makes you want to play on their team doesn't it like when i watched the bills play especially when they routed the patriots on that freezing cold night in front of their fans who it looked sold out to me it looked like everybody traveled they found a way to fill those seats right yeah, we got a video from somebody in there.
0: Say, hey, Patty, we're fucking here, aren't we? Was his exact quote with an incredible mustache, this uh-huh. guy. Uh, because the Canadians couldn't get across the border to get into the stadium, or they couldn't get back because of a testing protocol, there were some seats that were available. A lot of people questioned, oh, does Bill's Mafia even care? They showed up. They want bananas. They threw buildos. And that team is going to be a tough out regardless. Josh Allen played a damn near perfect game, but when you watch him extend plays and run people over and make decisions and then the energy he he radiates amongst his teammates it's like man that's what i thought carson was gonna be mm-hmm. you know for the indianapolis colts this dude is a fucking
1: star and he loves being in buffalo i think it's the perfect quarterback for buffalo I, absolutely do you i'm i assume you guys talked about when he picked up old buddies. Uh, imaginary jock off the ground when he when he juked the guy in the open field going towards the the left sideline. No, we have not
0: talked about that. But you're right, you dropped your jock right there, cuz I mean that is classic. Uh, he
1: he was running power, dude. He was running power. He couldn't like, miss either. Like that that touchdown of Dawson Knox, I, I read him at, read what he said afterwards. He thought he was throwing it away originally, really. And then Dawson Knox comes down with this thing. Like that was fun. But what sparked everything? I feel like what really got him going was that Micah Hyde pick in the end zone. Yeah. If that goes, if the Patriots catch that and win and Micah doesn't make one of the best interceptions I've seen covering so much ground, like that game could have, you know, gone a little different direction. Ever, by the way. Stealing a home run over old Buddy's head, and then
0: he goes out of bounds at the goal line, right? Yeah, He actually hit the pylon. Didn't he hit the pylon?
1: Yeah, right. He, I think he hit it. He was right to the right of it. Yeah, he, he shifted hit. the ball into his left or whatever to protect it, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, what an incredible play. Didn't make the Pro Bowl, because this guy stinks, by the way. My God did not make the Pro Bowl, because he stinks. Same with Jordan Poyer and all the boys out there on that Buffalo Bills defense. But the, there's a couple plays that happened during a game that really swing everything. And when he did this I literally sent a tweet to Connor saying oh uh, Micah Micah just stole all of your joy
1: that is the game it is over pal and I felt like you felt the same exact way yeah I was devastated because after that that was a really good opening drive by Mac Jones like it was a third and 11 Uh, I think the play right before that he ran for the first down like it didn't look as though he was rattled or it was too big of a moment for him but then when Mike Hyde makes that play and you see what Josh Allen is doing because he is so good That offense goes as he goes, and he was – unbelievable on Saturday night. So after that pick, it was basically like, okay, we don't really have a shot here because they're going to score on every single possession.
0: Joining us now is a nine year. And it also felt like Josh wasn't scared at all. No, Bill Belichick. There was no longer like the, oh, they're going to do some stuff you haven't seen before. Josh looked very comfortable at the line of scrimmage, looking at what they were doing, breaking it down, checking plays. He just looked like such a superior player than he had ever looked against an opponent that has danced on the graves of bills for 20 years. What a moment for all Bills Mafia. Yeah,
1: and even when the Bills came to uh, New England a few weeks ago, I mean, he made every single throw beat the shit out of us then in Gillette. So, yeah, it it, it is in fact Josh Allen's division until, you know,
0: Future, yeah, you guys are a power raid right now. Joining us, uh, Adidas Phil Mickelson. Not a big deal, those are all great things. A lot of success, (laughs) a lot of success, but just number two there. And that feels like that's what the AFC East is going to look like for some time. Joining us now, nine year NFL vet, host of the man to man podcast and everything DB. He played corner, nickel, and safety. One of the greatest football minds that we have ever heard, ladies and gentlemen. Darius
5: Butler, fellas, fellas, fellas. What's
0: up, hey, Debo? Let's dive right into it. Scotty Miller got fucked out of a yard by the ref. That should have been nine yards, dude.
5: <sighs> fucking Scotty. Get in your fucking playbook, Scotty. <laughs> First and foremost. Get lined up. How the hell did we get Scotty on the ticket, man? But I wrote, we got our money back. And uh, you know, we're good. All is good. All is well okay so let's
0: start talking about some of these teams Uh, the Buffalo Bills Josh Allen looks like the prototype right now I know you've been big on Justin Herbert same body similar style of play as Josh Allen and if he molds his game into what Josh Allen has been able to mold his game into over the years getting better and better obviously the Chargers fans will be pumped about that but who's stopping Josh Allen right now in that Bills offense I don't know how he's big he's fast he extends plays it feels like he can't miss throwing how do you stop that debut,
5: I mean, really, only only he can stop himself. I mean, he's one of those players that are he's, he's kind of up and down. He's a little inconsistent here and there. But if he's playing like that, and especially in that adverse weather, if you looked at Mac Jones on the other side, he looked absolutely miserable. Yeah. Like all game long, well. his face was all tied up. Josh Allen, he looked like, you know, without the sleeves, he was playing on a 70-degree day. You know, that was a great quarterbacking game for any weather uh, let alone that, but um, I, I I've never seen a, a Belichick uh, team or defense trot out there and just get uh, trounced like that. Uh, <laughs> they had a good start, man. Michael Hyde, Michael Hyde with that interception um, that changed things around, and Josh Allen never, never blinked. I mean, no punts, no field goals, no turnovers. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that, especially uh, in the playoffs. That was that was incredible. It's never happened. <laughs> it's the first time there you go. ever. A perfect game. A That's perfect crazy. Game. It
1: was, I mean, it pretty much was perfect by Josh. Now, it was fun to watch, but I wanted to pivot to the Bengals Raiders. Joe Burrow has, obviously, people very excited in Ohio. Like, do the Bengals actually have a chance? I think I may have asked you this the last time you were on. But now they go, they win a big playoff game. Joe Burrow is, I mean, absolutely on fire right now this last month. Great like what, what are their chances? Great. Sunglasses.
5: I mean, they, obviously, they got a chance. You know, they got a puncher's chance. Um, you know, great, great talent on the offensive side of the ball. Same on the defensive side. You know, we'll see if Trey Henderson is back. Uh, for the next round. I know he went out of the last game, but I mean you got you got the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC who's been doing this since Mahomes been in there. You got the Bills who are wagging. You got some teams who have kind of been there done that. And this is kind of the Bengals, you know, first time there with Zach Taylor. First win, 31 years playoff win for the city. So huge. But uh, they got a chance because Joe Burrow, 25 years old. He's only in the second year. But he looks like the moment is never too big. So on that team, he can lead that team, and those guys believe in him. So they definitely got a puncher's a punch chance. Um, but it's going to be tough. A lot of people aren't talking about Tennessee, and Tennessee is the one seed. They found ways to win all year. Derrick Henry coming back at home. Uh, Mike Vrabel, probably the coach of the year this year. He'll have his guys flying around. So, uh, I mean, the uh, Bengals are the dogs right now, and I'm sure a lot of people will be betting on them. But uh, I wouldn't wouldn't write those Tennessee Titans off yet.
0: Yeah, the Titans haven't been talked about all year, especially once Derrick Henry got hurt so many weeks ago. But Vrabes has done nothing but figure out ways to win down there. A lot of grit in the locker room. People got to go through Nashville if they want to make it in the AFC. Good luck down there. Good luck in the Music City. And whenever you talk about Joe Burrow, it felt like he was the only one in all of Cincinnati, including Zach Taylor, that said, hey, we haven't done shit yet. That was the post-game interview. He was like, yeah, we haven't really won anything. Let's keep it moving. It's like, well, for 31 years, this was not even something that was feasible in Cincinnati. So who knows about the hangover, the celebration, and Zach Taylor's out karaoke and giving a game ball oh, to the city. I let's, love it. Let's, I do too. Let's hope Deltacron, though, wasn't in there dancing. Oh, Bingo. no. Let's hope Deltacron wasn't in there dancing with Zach Taylor. You know, you're finally winning, That's Zach. Right. I wish they enjoyed the hell out of that. Those moments don't come a lot. I do like the fact that Joe Burrow acted like it wasn't a big deal. Let's go to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously, Scotty Miller only gets eight yards instead of nine, which is what, 69,260 people needed to happen. It would have been nice. A lot of people. Whoa, so many people there. Yeah. I thought about the other sports books who haven't even had 69,000 bets on their entire platform looking at this going what the fuck how are they going to be able to handle a 10 million dollar loss especially as Evans scores Gronk scores <laughs> the alternate spread looks very obvious from literally the first quarter all he needs is another yard I mean that's Banana land, but let's talk about the good from Tampa because all we've talked about is the negative with Scotty Miller only getting eight yards. They'd never look like they were dotting anything. I don't think they played anywhere near perfect in any facet of the game, but they're just winning games and dominating people. Is that more because of the Eagles, or do you think the Bucs are going to continue to climb knowing that, you know,
5: football batters now? I mean, it, this is the time of the year. You don't, you don't bet against Brady, obviously, but once again, that was the Eagles. Hurts making his playoff debut. Sirianni. A great year overall, but making their playoff debut. And that Eagles team, you know, wasn't good all year against, you know, winning winning teams, playoff teams, I think, defeated Price. all year. So uh, you went down there at Tampa, and I think uh, what happened, most people expected. But uh, a little concern uh, with, with Tampa, man. Um, it started off a little shaky there earlier. Brady wasn't on the same page with a lot of new guys that are going to be have to play big roles down the stretch because as the game goes on, people are going to take care of Mike Evans or try to at least. And people are probably going to have an eye or two on Grunt. He's not going to be wide open in the end zone like he was um, yesterday. It's so uh, and then Worf, Worf uh, we'll see what happened with Worf, the all-pro right tackle who went out. Mm. Um, this is kind of why you like these bye weeks. But a um, little concern there, uh, especially if you're going to have to go to Lambeau at some point. Or uh, I'm not worried about whoever comes out of this, this game tonight and plays them next week. I think Tampa will handle that. But uh, if you got to go to Lambeau mm. and, beat, uh, and beat Aaron Rodgers, I'm a little concerned with Tampa in that, that regard. D Butcher said tonight
0: don't mean fucking shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wins tonight, they're going to Tampa and they're going to get run out of the Gulf of Mexico pile. Go ahead, AJ. Speaking of that, going to Lambo. So San Francisco beats Dallas yesterday. They're going to head to Lambo. What do you oh. make of the game yesterday? Obviously, weird, very bizarre ending. And do you think San Fran has a chance? I know they need to check on uh, Warner and Nick Bosa to see if they'll be healthy, which is will be huge for them. But what huge. do you think, like, what's going to happen when they go to Lambo? It's freezing cold. Jimmy obviously has this thumb situation. Like, what are they going to do? Obviously try to
5: run. But
0: Warner put out a tweet. Yeah, he tweeted. Warner... He said
2: he'll be ready to go next week.
5: Yeah, yeah
0: Warner, Warner said he's good.
5: Oh, yeah, I saw him tape, uh, get AJ taped said, up, and okay. I thought he was going to go in. But Bosa, good. obviously, that's, you know, a, a, an amazing <laughs> pass rush. So you got to have him out there uh, to give you a better chance. But, I mean, this is the team – Packers fans, I think, were Cowboys fans yesterday. They wanted Cowboys to win this game. Um, you know, Get the fuck out of here. You, yeah, this was a bad... The game, he's right, he's Ty. Right, a lot of people knew this was a bad draw for the Cowboys, even getting the, the, mm-hmm. the 49ers just built to beat certain teams, and we saw the matchup a couple years ago when uh, the 49ers went up there to Lambeau. Um, they're going to run the ball. Uh, Shanahan is going to do you know, his thing in the run game. just going to come down to Jimmy. Because he's going to have a couple what-the-fuck-throws every game. And if is the, are those going to cost you or not? Because you know Aaron Rodgers aren't going to have those. And Green Bay is getting healthy at the right time. So, um, they, once again, they got a chance. Jimmy has won in the playoffs. Uh, 49ers obviously got the recipe to win and to get to a Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers, if he continues his MVP season. And you get these uh, all-pros back on defense. You got ba- uh, Bakhtari back up there at tackle. Uh, I mean – I'm still going with Packers to win, but this is, you know, this is a scary matchup for them.
0: Yeah, I think the Niners can be a scary matchup for anybody strictly because if they get rolling – It is tough to stop. They got
5: bullies, man. Dude,
0: they do. And and by the way, once you start having success, the bullies. Once bullies start having success, it it only it only empowers them even more. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I ran you over last time we're out here. There's going to be more of that. And it's like, if you can't stop it early, it's going to be a long day. And that is not because I've been out there in that situation. AJ, you could probably allude to this more. But just as a spectator, it feels like whenever something like that gets rolling, that's why Derrick Henry. And they'll be patient with it. They're like, hey. If it doesn't work in the first quarter, we'll do it in the second quarter. If it doesn't work in the second quarter, we'll do it in the third quarter. But at some point when it happens, they just continue to go. What is it, AJ? You just kind of lose confidence? Or is it because they just have figured out your scheme and everything?
1: Well, a lot of times it's because they are physically dominating you up front. And if a team can come out from the first series and kind of have their way with you and pound the ball. Like I always said to people, we come out there the first drive, we're on defense, they have the ball first. Let's say – something happens, we have a guy miss a tackle, and he breaks a 60-yard run for a touchdown. Like, yeah, of course, you're freaking out, you're mad, but you know, like, hey, these guys can't move the ball on us. It's kind of a yeah. fluke thing. That's not, that doesn't worry you as much. What worries you is when the team just systematically works the ball down the field, and they do it mainly through running the ball and falling forward and picking up big first downs on, like, third and shorts, stuff like that. So that's why I want Green Bay's defense, hopefully, to come out and, and find a way to stand up physically early, trying to let him know, like, hey, you're not going to be able to run on us and put it in Jimmy's hands.
0: And whenever you see, and d uh whenever you see Kittle – and check mm-hmm. and Debo just headbutting each other. It's like they're in their groove. And then Shanahan's calling his shit with that nerd from Yale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, just, it seems like they're <laughs> running like a motion offense in basketball. It starts to feel like they're running a basketball-like offense in 2022. And
5: it's just unstoppable almost. Yeah, a lot, they got a lot of moving parts uh, pre-snap. So um, you have to simplify your defensive game plan because of all the guys. And those names you named uh, – you, Juice, you don't know where he's going to line up as a fullback. He could be in the slot. Kittle, he can line up on the outside. Debo, he can be in the backfield or the slot or out wide. So you got all their playmakers that can be. Brandon Ayuk has come along and he's played great down the stretch. So they got guys that are coming and playing, uh, playing ball at the right time. But I got I to gotta ask AJ about this guy, Mike. Man, McCarthy. What's going on? Hey, let's get to it. Let's talk about the Cowboys.
0: They've had time management issues all season. Even when Big Mike wasn't there and somebody else was coaching, there was time management issues. If we were to look back on the season in Blue's Clues, this thing, sure. there would be little droppings all season of, hey, uh-huh. this team might be fucked when it comes to situational awareness. And then the way the season ends is in the most embarrassing, catastrophic way that could possibly happen. Seems like you're getting back in. Now, the Niners were dominant, okay, the Niners were dominant, and then all of a sudden, Dallas found a spark. It might have been an overthrow. It might have been a pick. Whatever the yep. case was, they had their spark. They were getting back in there. The play call, obviously in question. I mean, what are we doing? If that goes down five yards earlier, maybe that saves them enough time to kind of get a spike in there, but time management hasn't been their thing all year, D-Butt, and those types of things show up when they show up. You never yeah. know about it until it shows up, and here we are in the biggest way, talking about this all off season for sure
5: yeah that, that was i mean I, I hated a play call and you know people have been talking about it you know ad nauseum the 14 second mark i don't think that's enough time it's everything has to go even if he goes down four or five yards earlier everything just has to go right you gotta depend on the, the ump to be in place you get on the ball he has to place the ball it's just too many variables in that situation, obviously the the you know line, Niners are playing a picket fence and guarding the sideline, but you can't do that. And even before that, and I heard you talking earlier about how you were in Chuck's ear about wanting to run a fake punt and stand on the field against the defense and run another play. We never, yeah, we never you. did it. it. we never did it. That's what you're supposed to do as a head coach. We never did it. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not doing that dumb shit. We got a defense on the field. We're not concerned about the punt team running a play against our defensive unit. So uh, that was that was terrible. Obviously, the 14 penalties. Um, a lot of them pre-snap dead ball penalties. One of them, I don't know what happened with Gregory, just body slamming the uh, the yeah. offensive guard. Pulling. You think he had the but, ball? Do you think Gregory
1: thought that the lineman had the had He to was coming off a block? He was coming off a block. Maybe he didn't see it. And He's like, "Oh, I'm going to take this dude
5: down." He <laughs> yeah, had to, but it was hilarious to see because I, I saw the call at the point in the game. Like, "Oh, come on, man! It's got to be a terrible call to call holding on a defensive player." And then you show the replay. And yeah, it was. It was. It was actually a right call. The refs got one right. But uh, that's 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 bad, man. I know a lot of people calling for Mike McCarthy's head. And I'm not usually that guy. But um, this was this was a uh, this was a big letdown. This was kind of a Super Bowl to bust year. You look at that roster. So uh, I, I think Mike, I think Mike, man, I might be with Dane on this one today. Mike might have to get <laughs> out of there, man. And Jerry Jones didn't talk about it or address
0: it, and we all assumed that he would not fire Mike McCarthy. I thought
1: Jerry said. I thought Jerry came out and said that's not an option.
0: I did not. Did he say it's not an option? I thought he said he would address it later. I, I didn't. Hear oh, it. I read something where I thought he said like that's not a. We're not even talking Stephen about that. even
4: yeah. might have said something along those lines. Yeah, maybe.
0: I'm not. It didn't feel like he's going to fire Mike McCarthy, but boy, it got loud for Mike to get run out of town. But this is, you know, classic Cowboys, and I hate to say this, and Cowboys yeah. fans hate saying this, the hype felt real this year. They had a lot of money invested. Dak's playing lights out. Kellen, Moyer, uh, Kellen Moore is this new boy wonder who's getting head coaching opportunities now. Dan Quinn's career has been revitalized. Micah Parsons, this guy might be a game changer forever. We might have found the new one. And then here we are, another, another early exit, not even making it past wildcard week. And It's like, at what point do you think the Cowboys go on a run? And do you think it's even possible? Do you think that place is
5: potentially cursed, <laughs> Darius Butler? No, it's definitely possible, man. They got I mean I, I don't know what, what they need to change, but you you have the players. That's the hard part is getting the players. You got your quarterback locked up who I think is still I think Dak is a top ten quarterback in the league. Um top you 10. that offense that offense they, they fooled a lot of people. Yeah, they 70, put up a lot of yeah, points sure. against some bad teams uh late in the year and the defense has kind of been kind of feast or famine all year. You know, they'll make you pay when you, you put that ball in the air, you you get behind the sticks, these pass rushers get after you. But uh, just playing discipline football down in, down out, they weren't really doing that. And uh, they got exposed yesterday. 49ers tried. They tried their damnness to give him a chance at the end. It shouldn't even have been in Dak's hands if, uh, you know, Jimmy just waits for Trent to get set and run the sneak. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's ugly for Dallas right now. And at some point, I mean, they're, they're going to be talked about. They're still going to get all the prime time games. You know, Jerry's still going to do his thing. But at some point, you got to start winning some playoff games. Bro. Hey, top 10 quarterback winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you got a D I think, I mean, overall, all things considered, I think Dan Quinn and his defensive unit played good enough this year to, you know, still be playing. I I got to put a lot of this on the offense. I got a lot to put a lot of it on Mike McCarthy, a lot of it on Kellen Moore, and then a lot on Dak. Uh, I I think that's where you know, that shit flows downhill. So uh it is what it is.
0: Hey, the finality of it all is so quick, too, because that defense with the way they're playing, they probably assumed, hey, we're going to go on a little bit of a run here. We just got to be able to stop the run. We'll be okay. Jimmy's yep. going to give us one. There's going to be a couple overthrows. We're going to be able to get back in this game, and all of a sudden, it's over. The Cowboys that were supposed to be are once again never was, and now we have a whole offseason of Jerry Jones articulating the fact that we will now Rest. Without getting a winner here in Dallas.
1: Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Darius, uh tell me something good, dude. What the <laughs> hell are the Patriots gonna do? What do they need to do? And follow up question Should they trade Mac Jones? Should Should they trade Mac Jones? Well,
0: yeah, that's what uh we, That's what
1: we were alluring we, to it earlier.
0: We didn't know we didn't get to hear the whole clip, but Colin Cowherd, wow. we read a tweet. We have a lot of Come
5: respect. on, Colin. First hey, we have respect for calling. Hey,
0: no,
5: no. We have respect for calling. We have respect for calling. Hey, me too. Okay. I've been on the herd a couple of times. But, no, you're not trade Mac Jones. You know, he he's hey, the best rookie quarterback this year. Uh, he ran into a rookie wall late. I think we all saw it. And then at this point in the year, if you're a defensive coordinator, especially one of the caliber of uh, Leslie Frazier with one of the top defenses in the league, you got a young statue quarterback who isn't that athletic. that's what you want in the playoffs at this time of the year. That's what Mac Jones is. Um, And then you don't have dynamic uh, pass catches on the outside for the Patriots right now. So I think Mac will be fine. I think the Patriots will be fine. But it's a completely different ball game when you're not winning the division. You don't got Tom Brady on the center. And then uh, on defense, you had a lot of guys that missed some snaps um, out there as well. So you ran into a buzzsaw with Josh Allen too, man. The way they played – like, it was just the perfect storms. I think the Patriots will be fine, No, Belichick will be back next season, and Mac Jones will continue, uh, you know, to get there better.
0: You there you go. Number two in the AFC yeah. There you go, dude. All
5: right, you know. dude. Adidas.
0: Adidas. Adidas. We'll see. Parade. Adidas. right. We'll see. Too. It's better not
1: making the playoffs. Goddamn right. I agree. Colts are
0: sitting right there. I got a lot of tweets from people in Massachusetts saying, yeah, we lost by 30. Fuck off. You weren't even in the dance. Cheetah.
5: You're right. You're 100% right. Hey, Connor, you better pin a letter to, to Kraft, too. All right, pin one of those little cute letters. To Robert Kraft, oh, too. yeah, dear. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right, D.
0: But we got to hold yeah. his feet to the fire a little. But mm-hmm. he's he's expecting all this accountability from Jim Irsay, you who right? answered, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Jim yep. wrote his oh, own yeah. letter back, and then he cut a promo in front of a plane. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Hey, Connor, listen, I see your little tweets, all right, pal. Yeah. As a member of Indianapolis,
1: what are the Patriots doing? What working the offseason? Uh, they, the Patriots started two and four, and they had a rookie quarterback and went to the playoffs. I'm not that well, worried. we started about one and five. We had Carson Wentz. Yeah, so. yeah. exactly.
0: a Tomato. Hey, Josh Allen by the way. When you watch him, don't you just think like, "Oh, some of these plays are reminiscent of Carson," and then at the end, instead of two sprains, it's like a lollipop touchdown on it. You know what I mean? D- but it's real. Like you go back 2 years ago, Josh Allen was still getting better and better and better. You go back 2 years ago, Carson Wentz was the big guy that was able to move and make plays. This dude's the prototype. D- but this guy's the fucking prototype I think right now.
5: It, I mean, especially at that part in the country this this time of year, like, this, I know a lot of people are saying, hey, let's put Josh Allen in the dome or let's do it, or every team. Sh-. Like, this is that's the reason you want a quarterback like that. Like, Mac Jones looked completely uncomfortable, Dude. out of place in that stadium. He had that and, scuba suit oh, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if Bill – And that, that matters, too. That matters. As a defensive player, you know, everybody's cold, but – you know, you you watch Tom Brady, you watch Aaron Rodgers when he's out there with the turtleneck. Like those guys, look cool as a <laughs> cucumber. Like he, this that, like he looked like damn. Don't and when he got hit, he was laying on the ground. Like, ah, like it's like <laughs> you gotta have some, you gotta at least fake it. He man. got the scuba suit from Brady.
1: That's that's what Brady does. Come, Come on, Brady doesn't wear that thing. Yeah, oh, he, he does. does. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he does. We'll see it in Lambo two weeks. He does. Well, the thing
0: about it is he's won seven Super Bowls. Okay. You know, it's
1: just what he's allowed to do.
5: He's on the sideline looking at his breath and shit like, (sighs) come on, man. Come on, man. Kind of
1: smoking fake cigarettes. That was cool. I'd be doing it, too. I mean, it was pretty
5: cold up there. Give him a
1: break. No, we are giving a break. He's a rookie.
5: He's a rookie. He's got time. This
1: will
0: be a part of the whole documentary. You know, we had to lose this game to kind of build, to go forward. It'll be a whole thing. But that Josh Allen-led Bills team looks like they are going to be good for some time, which is a shame. For also the Dolphins, I mean, uh, the Dolphins right. are also in their right. division over there, and they did even pirate or Adidas. They're third in the division all in sport. all sport. Yeah, uh, yeah all, uh, sp- all body sp- armor
4: and stuff.
0: <laughs> body armor is right. Body armor is a bit new. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: So
0: AJ, you had a share of body armor, I assume. They just asked every person that played football and got <laughs> trapped in the first round if they wanted to
1: share of that, right? I wish. Didn't Kobe Bryant make like 150 mil off of that? Yeah.
5: He made a grip. (laughs) He made a lot of money. I think he made more off the body armor, dude, than he did like on the court or something like that. And that was
0: only probably one of what for Kobe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
5: Several. Rest in peace, dude. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe.
0: Tom Brady ain't losing, huh? We're just bringing up the Mamba mentality like... I mean, Tom Brady against the Eagles yesterday was maybe one of the biggest layups of all time. Maybe, maybe he just passed to Scotty Miller one last yeah. time. Go ahead. Tom.
5: Seven C's. all right, wasting folks' time. Who? Both the Seven C's: Steelers, Eagles. Come on, man! Should have gave him a bye week. All right, let's Wait. talk about the Steelers
4: team. Tom, go ahead, pal. That was the Colts' foot fault debut. Um, Very speaking true. of the last time the Chiefs played a real D- or a real offense, they gave up 31. Um, do you think they? Chiefs' defense can hold up against the Bills at all?
5: You know, it's early right now, but I saw the Bills are dogs. I'm taking the Bills. Fuck yeah. I'm taking the Bills in that game wow. because of the defense. You know, you got two all pros and safeties. You got guys up front to get after it. And then Josh Allen and, and, and Mahomes, I think they'll go back and forth. But that defense for the Bills, I just have more faith in them to make, you know, just one or two more plays uh, down the stretch. But, uh, I, I mean, I can't, I can't wait for that game.
0: I can't wait for this weekend as well, and every time I get a chance to chat with you, I get excited, D-Butt, because your big old brain is always on display. Who do you got tonight, Cardinals, Rams?
5: I got Cardinals. Cardinals on the road, man. Rams, uh, don't got a ton of faith. I don't have a lot of faith in either of these quarterbacks, honestly, this corner of the year, but Stafford, man, um, you know, he's he's been giving giving that ball away late in the year, and defensively. Rams down both starting safeties. Weddle, Eric Weddle, she gets a lot of burn out there tonight. Oh, yeah. But um, last week, they were terrible in, in situational football on the defensive side of the ball. And then Sean McVay lost faith in Stafford late. He didn't even try to, even try to get a first down, man. That's embarrassing for him. You're just saving him for the playoffs. No,
0: yeah, they were at the yeah. pool. Nah. Sean McVay had shirt off with the dog, and Matthew
5: Stafford was in the pool. They're like, hey, let's bust out all this. That shit goes south real quick when you put all the chips in. You go Vaughn, Odell, and you go one and done. The playoffs, but we'll see. <laughs> JJ Watt's back too. Hey, right, he great video today. Did you see that? I, I saw the video, but he, I, I'm, we'll see him tonight. It's he's going to upstage his brother too.
0: Well, yeah, TJ oh. Exactly,
5: and he'll be. You guys know like I know, he'll be fresh, ready to go against that interior line. What does that ready mean? What does that mean? what does that mean? He'll God. be fresh. We hey, know he only. works his ass off. He'll be ready. He's been, <laughs> he's been gnawing at the bit. Can't wait.
0: As do you, ladies and gentlemen, host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB, Darius Spice. Thank you, Darius. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. Uh, the fact that you let us be a part of your day to day with how stupid we are, we are eternally grateful for it. Use hashtag endopod squad. I seen t- Ty just last week giving away some merch to folks who are tweeting in where they're listening, how they're listening, and we can't thank you enough. We're back tomorrow with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. The divisional round is just days away. Only a few games left. Let's enjoy the hell out of it. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Monday night. We'll see you manana.